Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Back at it again. Because I wasn't here last week. Yeah, baby. Oh, I forgot I can see everybody this time because I'm logged in. So I got to see Will <laughs> going ham to my song. It was great. It was awesome. Great intro. Yeah, uh, that, see, that's the <laughs> thing. I, I've been to see you guys. See, for the last like eight months, I've seen everybody, and mm-hmm. so I get to see Ranch getting hyped during the song, and I do too. This mm-hmm. is how I do, but you've never got to see it till now. Mm-mm. First uh, time. But yes, this is Grapsity, baby. I'm Will Washington, and uh, shout out SP3 uh, for filling in for me last week. Yeah, I knew that. If I were going to miss my first episode of Grapsity, I can't believe I was the first one to miss one. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I were going to miss my first episode of Grapsity, I knew I didn't want anybody else to do it but yeah. SP3. So. Yeah, he he. Uh, that was a great episode to have him on because he's pretty versed in the New Japan stuff, pretty versed in Impact stuff. Like, perfect timing. Yeah, agreed. Shout out to uh, SP3. Thanks for coming through, bro. Shout out to SP3. And also shout out to my boys, my co-hosts. We got Philip Lindsay. We're in the house, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but uh, <laughs> no, man, uh, a little back-to-back action because uh, I just think two years in a row, Chicago has had the best pay-per-view of the year. You know, man? Uh, where I went in, man, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, 92, I seen my man, you know, put Clyde Drexler and the Portland Trailblazers away. Mm. History-making uh, finals, that was where the Jordan shrug meme came from. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Felt only felt right that you know, 
represented, man. I was watching uh, Warriors uh, celebrate and have their parade last week or week before that. Let's go, baby. Uh, and it felt good because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Steph fan in particular. Mm-hmm. So it felt good, but I was like, man. Summertime shy used to be when confetti rained on the city. Right. And the boys were out in Grand Park. And it For was years. a special time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right now it feels like a special time because, again, winning, bro. Chicago, Illinois, Mecca of professional wrestling, back-to-back. Um, Those sons also- of bitches. I saw, uh, was that uh, banner that was up there at Forbidden Door? Was that real? That all that out? all out? Yeah, yeah, it was. That's real. It was. Okay. Yeah, and it's still there. It is there for Dynamite, too. I think they're going to do, like, the WrestleMania thing where he's pointing to the side and he's pointing oh, okay. to all out. So, yeah. if it only felt right, man. And, uh, yeah, man. Money, you know, in the bank. <laughs> Money in the Bank is today, too. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but who's the only guy that's going back-to-back at Money in the Bank? <laughs> Isn't that one CM Punk? Chicago, <laughs> Chicago Illinois resident? Uh, um, also... Point of contention, uh, <laughs> when he cashed in his first Money in the Bank briefcase, mm-hmm. this is a Will Washington question because he's a date guy. What date was that? Uh, so let me think about that. <laughs> then just give me a second. So was it, it was in July, wasn't it? Uh, it was It was June 30th. June 30th. Birthday. Oh, oh okay. shit. All right. Okay. <laughs> I Damn. was like, it, it, I knew it was close to today. I was almost thinking, is he asking because it's t- today's day? But mm-hmm. no, it was June 30th. All right. I knew the draft was in June. Uh, so either way, and he brings that up, folks, for those not aware, because June 30th uh-huh. is the birthday yep. of one. Hold on. Let me check my notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know that guy. Yeah, yeah listen, I think man. I know him. <laughs> He's here in the sure. building. No, once again, really, let's say it out loud. Happy birthday to Philip Lindsay. Happy it was a few birthday, days ago. Shy town fucking legend, boy. Should, should be a, a national holiday, June 30th. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of notable names born on that day. You know, mm-hmm. Cody I Rhodes. know, right? Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wishing a lot of happy birthdays on June 30th. Like, Cody Come on, Rhodes. Man. I think Faye, Faye Jackson. Jackson. Yep, yeah. yeah, Faye like, Jackson. Iron Mike Tyson, born on the uh, same day. Yeah. June thirtieth, man. Uh, hey, oh, but let's bring oh. it all full circle. You know who I share a birthday with? CM Punk. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it's lit around here, Chicago. Shot town. Yeah. All day. Right. And you know, righteous Reg is also here. I didn't even get oh, a chance to introduce in the building. He's your fucking man, media man, the greatest of all time. Your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's righteous Reg. Saturday morning. It's Grapsity. It's fucking lit. Uh, it's cold outside in July. It's July 2nd, and, like, I see fog and clouds in Oakland, California. I'm not mad at it at all. Actually, very excited about it. Thank you. It's cold outside. Yeah, it's cold. And it's I'm July. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's about to be 90 today. Yeah, no, I'm excited. As someone who, you know, is from Bakersfield, and it's a hundred, it's probably three did triple digits today, I love this. This is amazing. I'm having the best day. <laughs> Shout out no, to the weather. Great. Shout out to climate change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a, a lot to talk about this week um i i told the story about uh as a matter of fact let's talk about chicago for a minute Shut uh, down. this will be the the way we open uh first thing i want to do is get some of the uh 
get the super chats, humper chats read. And by the way, uh, leave us a thumbs up uh, right here on the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful, just right there. Just give us a little thumbs up and then uh, you've, you've done your good deed for the day. But not the only good deed because you could do a good deed like Kai did and say happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Philip Lindsay. Hey, man. I, I, only, spell my, I only spell my first name with uh, one, L. one L. Not to be a snob here, but, you know. No, it's fine. <laughs> Now that was uh you sang the wrong one. It was happy birthday to you. That's the one it should be. This is a black podcast, happy you guys. Bur- but see, it we didn't read that way. So therefore, <laughs> that's all them, not me. <laughs> if there if I saw big capital letters, happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> What's up? What which which is more expensive, by the way? Because I know like Warner Media owns one of them, and uh, I or How can I you guess own Warner Happy Birthday. Over. That's crazy. They do the and the Warner's actual... everybody. They just own it. That's crazy. They they own Happy Birthday to you. They own that. Mm. Uh, like you can't actually. You notice like TV shows will use like for he's a jolly good fellow mm-hmm. and shit like that. Even though you've never Which heard nobody sings at any birthday party. You've never heard that anywhere but on television. Mm-hmm. That's because that song is like actually owned. Uh, I think it's by um, not Warner Media. It's Warner Music Group, which oh, okay. surprisingly aren't actually they're affiliated. Not yeah, they're not mm-hmm. affiliated. Like I've seen people who are like, "Oh, AEW can use this song because Warner mm-hmm. Music Group." Nope, they split off like thirty years ago. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> Warner also own uh, Wayne's catalog now, or is that Universal? Universal, I think. Yeah. Oh, and Van Twinblade is letting me know though that apparently they lost that case. So I guess it is open use now i know for a number of years it was oh, okay. the case that were like people just couldn't use happy yeah and birthday. i remember in all the sitcoms they would never do the regular <laughs> happy birthday they'd always do some freaked out that version yeah. or the or the happy yeah. birthday to you version so yeah yep so all right uh i'm glad it's like open it out there uh mm-hmm. so happy birthday is on the table good we don't get sued here we don't get copyright let's go me run that whole thing birthday. right now <laughs> It's free. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so we also got uh, some Humper Chats. And uh, I was told last week that Humper Chats uh, were, were kind of stuck and, and weren't able to get read. I am in the process throughout the show. So if you see me looking this way, it's me trying to, to obtain them. Because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, Streamlabs is only letting me pull up like the last five days. And of course, those were seven days ago, so I'm really trying to get those, and I'm going to get those because I feel that people deserve to have their Humper Chats read. Definitely. Uh, We're going to read everybody's questions. Yes. And... Baby. Uh, um, I forgot I could be running uh, Super Chats, too, from this side, because I'm big time now. I'm in the, the, I'm in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one, I'm one of those. <laughs> look, and let, let me also say, by the way, I said this before the show, that uh, I showed Reg this morning where the intro actually was. <laughs> but I thought him rapping the intro was the funniest fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was some form of entertainment because I was stressed. But now yeah. I know where to find it, and it'll never happen again. My song's going to play forever, baby. I was actually like... Uh, I was sitting there with my phone. I watched the, the intro live while I could. Uh, and then I was like, I just wanted to make sure everything got started okay. And I see that the show just gets started. And then <laughs> it's just like kicks in and just starts doing it. And I'm like, no, nah, this is way better. This is exactly what I I mean, if been. there's an opportunity for me to rap, I'm about to rap, bro. Like, that's what's up. That's just so, what it is. 
here's something funny. I was, ne- I, I have said before, I would never bring this topic up on the show, ever. Oh, but boy. of course, somebody humper chatted it Yeesh. in. And so they spent their money. This one's for Phil. Um, when are, I don't know who those guys are. What are you talking about? But, um, but here's the thing. I, I've said before, I don't necessarily care for beef or anything along those lines as far as, uh, uh, like, I don't have beef with nobody. So as far as the show is concerned, we don't got beef with nobody. Um, I mean, yeah. Old um, question, Cotton. We're not beefing uh, with anybody. Listen, man, yeah, this is a celebration, bro. Back to back, mm-hmm. back to back wins. We don't yeah. talk about haters on our show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't know. Um, <coughs> yeah, okay, yeah, nice. One. Nah, I, I, look, here's the thing. Personally, I got nothing to squash because uh, when I hear, like, of course, shit comes my way. I hear. I ain't, I ain't got nothing to squash either. Yeah, to like, be honest. So what I, what I was gonna say, pretty much everything comes my way. If something's been said and my name's in it, I've probably heard it. Listen, that said, man. I don't even fuck about none of that. Like, like legit, I hear it and I'm like, all right. Like when I hear like especially accusatory stuff, I'm like, I don't have time to like sabotage nobody shit or nothing along those lines. I don't give a fuck about literally any of that. Uh, so listen, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna because I'm in a good mood. Chicago's up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as nice as possible. I ain't got nothing to squash. Let's uh, go, baby. If uh, if, if if they would like to have a conversation, they always can. I've said that more than once. We're we're that's why I'm leaving. Look, only one only one podcast is getting name dropped by who people consider to be the greatest tag team in the fucking world. Only one. <laughs> Only one podcast in the world is coming off the lips of one of the members you guys consider to be the best tag team in the fucking world. FTR. There's only one podcast. Look, that that was mentioned in that fucking media scrum. I was so thrown by that. Fucking boys. I was I was very thrown by that. I asked my question. No, uh, I loved it because you're like, "Uh, it's so cool that you know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh... I I had no idea. I was like. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I also saw his tweet where he was like, "Man, uh, yeah, maybe we're the ones who." So I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. Mm, I mean, hey, I man. I mean, that is a bar, though. Maybe he. Hey. I mean... Well, we're gonna talk about a lot of that uh, momentarily here. Um, I did want to read this uh, uh, this next one. Uh, this one is from Jennifer. It says, uh, "Weekly appreciation for the gents." Uh, hope your birthday was amazing, Phil, and that everyone else's uh, week was superior. Um, keep supporting one another and keep taking care of your mental health, folks. It is so important. You. It is. Um, Th- thank you so much, you? Jennifer. I think that's a typo. It is but... so important, you. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer letting us know, for real. Like, yeah, no. No, for real, Jennifer, that's, that's really dope. As always, appreciate thank you. you. We appreciate it. And yeah constantly taking care i've been taking care of my mental health a lot uh you know after a recent event so (laughs) everybody keep it up man man. listen it's uh, crazy out here but part of your mental health though because this was mentioned in this humper chat is just realizing sometimes um you gotta get along along with everybody man 
Yeah. And and I think sometimes people might have an issue and hey, maybe at some point a conversation will be had, but you don't have to entertain stuff that is negative energy. And that's where I'm at. I'm not entertaining that. Yeah. Um I I agree. Uh as a matter of fact, not only am I a big believer that uh and I don't take this as shade, I don't want anybody to see it this way. Um, oh, I'm here for all the but, shade. But I, no, I, I, I will say... <laughs> I'm here for all the shade, bro. Uh, and I'm sure people will take it this way. The Shady um, Records, baby. But I will say that Grapsity's existence is taking care of my mental health, if that makes sense. Uh, being here was taking care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess make of that what you will. But uh, I needed this show um and i i enjoy doing this show and uh i'm sure people can hear and see that these last few months these last eight months i have not been happier as a podcaster so uh yeah i agree take care of your mental health we love it maybe you have to do anything uh or don't Don't feel feel like you have to have to to do anything or not do anything like it's like you can there's anything just fucking have at it man there's no no set stone there's no white american dream like i like to call it you don't have to go to school get a college have a family you don't have to do any of that you can do whatever you want you can smoke weed every day yeah no (laughs) it's fine i'm very happy for you too you have a home and shit that shit's dope you have good credit you know all the great things but you can have the opposite of will washington you could eat hot cheetos and mountain dew all day and just no you know it doesn't matter because nothing in this fucking world matters you look at the news and you should see that they want the world to burn so you have to do your best and enjoy yourself in the chaos do what you need to do to be happy in this chaos there's a lot of chaos do whatever and i'm not talking about the new japan faction yes do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Dylan Dutch says, all due respect to Alan Angels. I've seen a lot of people tripping about him, quote unquote, being released for quote unquote WWE mm-hmm. guys. Uh, also, my Hornets are having the worst offseason imaginable. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless well, Kendall I don't know if they have much a, love. I don't know if they're having a worse offseason than the Nets. But yes. You, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't leave the, the Nets, Nets out of this. The Nets had the funniest like three days imaginable <laughs> yo what the fuck and kd just knows when he like he it's like i know some destruction's about to happen let me do it like what nah kd just... was watching from all right before like nah. i know I, I recognize this is gonna be uh very outdated very quickly but curious for the three of us where does kd play by the start of the season where does Kyrie play start of the season uh Definitely I not. think I th- honestly think KD is going to be back over here. I think I'm. I'm. He's, we're going to be neighbors. Honestly, like I think he's doing everything, and like he's like I want to trade back to the fucking Warriors. So, uh, but he also wants to play for Phoenix. I could see that. Uh, why? <laughs> uh, I want to go there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like, think so. Look, I mean, he'd be an thing. asset yeah, with we, that we team. Talk, we talk yeah. like that, but like Phoenix had a great season. Phoenix was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And then their their off season. I mean, their postseason blew up. Whereas like yeah, their, their postseason they ha- blew up because uh, CP's not that guy. He's not, but, not that guy. But <laughs> is, but here's the thing: who yeah. is that guy? Right. Devin so, Booker. So what I am saying though is KD is that guy, right? I feel like so he, if K- that's what I was gonna say. If KD was there at with them this year, they you know. They might have had a better chance. Maybe. So, maybe. So yeah, I can kind of see all of that. No, but I listen. hope he doesn't go to the, the Suns. That's ugly. 
Listen, man. I we watched all of this every time other people made super teams, and mm-hmm. all the Brian guys were like, "Oh, this for a thirty-six year old. Oh, you guys can't beat Brian. All this for that light guy, light-skinned guy in in Oakland. Y'all can't beat him. What's what's wrong? Let's go, baby. Bring the squad. Oh, the Warriors are on some shit too, man. Gary Payton Jr. I did not want to see him leave. I love the way he was balling out here. I knew he was getting the bag. So yeah, yeah. That's also it's it's kind of like I don't want to say the Warriors are like or like a championship team is like NXT because that sounds weird because you're winning the thing. But it's like if you're hot, like you're hot in NXT, they're gonna try to get you some money and go somewhere else to be a superstar over there but it's not going to work like that because steph curry is not going to be your teammate i'm sorry no no Otto, you gotta you gotta hit some shots now Otto. um sorry. exactly right uh, <laughs> but uh, Kyrie, i could see Kyrie being a, in la and that'd be hella funny <laughs> i could see Kyrie in la i can honestly see my KD. god if he's playing with lebron again after all of that i would be <laughs> unbelievable I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen right but right. like i am still after oh. Oh, I'm I'm at Clippers. I'm oh, like, oh, I can see him in L.A. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, was, I was saying the Lakers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I mean, I did, like yesterday, what the headline was that the Lakers were doing everything they could to get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? They ain't got nothing to trade. What, who you gonna trade? <laughs> The, here's they the don't thing they don't, they, don't, they don't want Westbrook, bro. <laughs> yeah. The thing I find no. funniest about that is the fact that, like, on one end, LeBron fans, and I love LeBron by the way. I'm not a LeBron hater like Phil. Mm-hmm. But LeBron fans are like, yeah, getting Kyrie and LeBron playing together again. Different team, but playing together again is going to be a great combination. Okay, here's the thing. You guys did this like four years ago. Yeah. When, uh, uh, when Dwayne Wade went to Cleveland. <sighs> <laughs> you were like, Jesus. Look. Oh, hey. you mean before he came here and wasted our time in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Bum. <laughs> Uh, it was like, hey, Dwayne Wade playing with LeBron again <laughs> on the Cavs. Let's oh, go. These shit. guys won championships together. This is it. We're going to see it. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade back Ooh. together again. Didn't even finish the season. Nah, because he, yeah. he was washed. Uh, I could have told you that watching those games. He was washed. Um, I don't know if I've, if I've told you guys how much I despise Dwayne Wade. Like, I, I, mean, I, I can hear it. I can definitely like, hear it. I might his. hate Wade more than I hate LeBron. Like, I despise him. Like, when he got here... And this was, like, after we traded Derek, and, like, I was a big Rose guy. And I don't yeah. know if you guys remember, but he'd come out, and he was the only guy on the team that they would say, and from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so when Wade got here, and they were doing it, you know, Sears is playing, Alan Parson, I'm vibing, and they got to Wade, and they were like, and from, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How dare you? Say and from Chicago for he's anybody from Chicago. From he is from Chicago, but he spent his he spent most of his career out in Miami. He beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals and then gloated, and now he's Mister Chicago. Nah, nah, nah. He's from South Beach. Fuck out of here. Damn. Wow. Damn. Sorry, Dwayne Wade. Sorry to have you like came that. You did that came, to Phil. You did this to came him. Came here and robbed us of money and then mm. quit on the team and left. Mm. <laughs> he robbed you of mm. money. Bum. Man. No, he knew he wasn't going to get that big contract in Miami, so he came here and got a big contract, and then didn't even finish out the contract here. Uh, Went play for Cleveland, and bro. didn't finish that out either. Bum. <laughs> I didn't know that was D-Wayne hatred. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Can't stand him. 
Hey, we got a few more upper chats. We got one from uh, Van Twinblade says, I was at GCW Gateway to death last night. Uh, this happened before Tony Deppin uh, versus Nick Wayne. Me, be nice to him. He's just a boy, Tony. I'm going to kick his ass, then I'm going to fuck his mom. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that I mean, sounds honestly, like something Tony Deppin would say, totally. I mean, I think some of the biggest heat you can use right now uh, with Nick Wayne is his mom. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. And hey, uh, speaking of GCW, really, really, really quick. The other night, one of my friends, something very disturbing happened at a GCW show. Hoodfoot Mo Atlas almost died pretty much in the ring. Um, there was a spot. The match started. Slade broke a light tube in half, handed one to Hoodfoot. He took one. They were doing like a, sw a fighting thing and Slade like legit sliced his arm right here. He had to have he tried to the match. They tried to continue the match, and there's like the ring is bloody. It's there's so much blood just everywhere, everywhere. It's nasty. So they had to stop the match and be like, "No, this is it. You're you're out of here." He went to the hospital. He got like forty stitches, uh, like some internal and some mm -hmm. external. So like he was like it was bad, but he's okay, as as okay you could be after going something as traumatizing as that. Um, uh, he's gonna be out of action for a while. So of course, like go. To us, follow him on Twitter, buy some merch, support Hoodfoot. That was fucking scary. I was watching it live and I was like, just like panicking, trying to tweet and see what's going on and all this shit. But yeah, as this moment, he's all right. He was at another show last night. I don't know if you guys heard about this at this ICW No Holds Bar show. Yeah, there was a wrestling uh, show happening. I was wondering if you were yeah. talk about that. There was a wrestling show happening last night, uh, really late. ICW No Holds Bar, they do death matches and shit like this so at one point somebody just tweets oh the, the 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 show's over because there was a stabbing outside they shut down the whole show and we're like what yep. <laughs> what's going wow. on wow <laughs> yeah um, so the show stopped there was a domestic disturbance outside of the show someone got stabbed apparently the staff of the no host bar show or the wrestlers like helped the person that got stabbed like help them not die essentially so shit's been crazy uh Everybody fucking be careful out there. I don't know what is going be on. The careful, energy please. is crazy outside, so yikes. Yeah. But yeah, be careful, you guys. Yeah, man. Well wishes to Hoodfoot, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago native. Book this yep. man in more Chicago shows, by the way. It, yeah. It's weird that he doesn't wrestle. He has to leave to, to get bookings. It's crazy. Nah, man. Yeah, book him in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, so a couple more uh, Humper Chats. We have got, uh, which one did I just read? Okay, so we've got Anwar says, how would you book Seth if he won money in the bank? Have a nice weekend. Have at it, Philip. Oh my God, the, the look <laughs> on Phil's face. <laughs> so, he should definitely win, and I would- uh, I Definitely? Would yes, oh, oh, he should He should win. Who, who else in the men's money in the bank? Drew McIntyre. I, I, I think Riddle's winning it, but- You think yeah. Riddle's winning? I mean, I, they- they threw the storyline at him that if he lost to Roman, he can't challenge again. Oh, I and see. so I feel like the way around that is nobody, him getting money. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so, I mean, look, Riddle's the not for me. The crowds love Riddle, man. Yeah, like, I was going to say, Riddle's not for me. But that, yeah, they do. That dude is pop. over. Yeah, he's he fucking is. over. Like, he's I don't over. like Riddle. He's not for me. Mm. Um, but I will say that he's over. You know, I recognize that he's and that Roman over. match helped even more. So like yeah. you know, like ugh, yeah, yeah, he's over, and mm -hmm. I think he's gonna win it. I think this is their way around the story I, that he can't I, I do not. I do not want him walking around with that briefcase making these corny <laughs> weed jokes. I no thanks, <laughs> no thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, but as far as booking Seth is concerned, what would you? Yeah, do? I I would have him hold it as long as possible, and mm-hmm. I would make people because I I know the the temptation to do is to redo the heist of the century at SummerSlam, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that because it would annoy people, and I'm all about Seth annoying people. It is part of the bit, um, but. I would have him hold it as long as possible and like get to that final hour and make people think like, oh, what is he doing? And then just out of nowhere, he cashes it in. Because I feel like the best cash-ins have been um, when people held it for like 200, 300 days. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what made the Ziggler um, cash-in so special. They was like, finally, he's finally cashing this thing in. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. You know they don't weird. like I, this. Those, they don't like these long holding times anymore. So this is kind of a tell. hot take. I'm not like the biggest fan of the Ziggler cash in. Like what? it was, it was a moment at the time. But uh, I think one WrestleMania would have been better for that. And I say that because of the fact that like that world title match was a fucking dud. The uh, no, it was the, the Alberto versus. Uh, Jack Swagger match was a complete oh, dud. Oh, God, and, I was there. And Awful. like, yeah, and you could have done a lot to spice up that match. Like, there was no reason to wait one more night for that. Um, and on top of that, of course, you know, it was a cool moment, but the world title at that point couldn't have meant any less <laughs> than it did. And like, that, like, if you weren't watching at the time, that was like the low point for the World Heavyweight Championship. And so to me, it was like, this is a cool moment, but you're kind of like cashing in on the Intercontinental title and like oh, it doesn't really damn. matter. <laughs> and, Yikes. And like, and then the rain was a dud, right? Because oh, like, the rain was a total it's dud. Dolph Ziggler. What do you Yeah, expect? the rain was a complete dud. Uh, he cashed in. People that then, be trying to put over Dolph Ziggler are so funny. Like, he's good, <laughs> but like, you don't want to see him. No, nah, you know point. what though? Um, talking about. Um, it's like The Miz. So, talking about Alan Angels for a sec. Oh yeah! Shout uh, out to back, Alan Angels. That's going back to that uh, the Humper chat we just got about Alan Angels, mm-hmm. um, and that was from uh, Dylan Dutch about uh, people who are saying you know uh, who are tripping about Alan Angels. I think that Alan Angels, um, you know, so the way the story went, of course, was that uh, his contract was up and he was offered a per date deal and he turned it down from AEW. Decided mm-hmm. that he's going to bet on himself. And to that, I commend him, right? I, I had a tweet yeah. this week where I said that, uh, and his dad commented on it. I love that. Um, oh, amazing. But, <laughs> but yeah, his dad was like, hey, that's my son. He's going he's gonna to show the world. And I'm like, yeah, like, I want to see more it. of that. Honestly, though, like, his Twitter handle is like Alan's dad something. And I'm like, this I is love great. It. This is mm-hmm. the best. Um, mm-hmm. But no, so like with Alan Angel, I mean, it makes sense when you find out he's like 23. You know, yeah, he's 24. Yeah, 24, 24 right? Yeah. So yeah. he came in at 22. So, like, for Alan Angels, the way he put it was that uh, right now, if he stuck around, he said, you know, maybe I'll have some good matches here and there. But for the most part, I'm like bottom of the dark order guy. Yeah. Where, or I go out and he's like, I signed with AD before got my like indie career really under me. And that, um, you know, what I observed from that is that was the right call in 2020, right? Because Definitely. that was because there were no indie bookings at the time. Structure. Yeah, the, it, there was a pandemic. It mm-hmm. was you got to sign someplace to get mm-hmm. some work. Otherwise, you're not going to work. And so for him, yes. that was the best move at the time was, look, he's he's fresh in this game and he has a TV deal in front of him. Take it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yep. now 
he has an opportunity to be like, hey, I was the guy who had a TV match with Brian Danielson and got yep. the show out. I had TV yep. matches with two TV matches with Kenny Omega, got yep. the show out. Uh, and now like his gonna... match with Kenny Omega is one of the most talked about dark matches ever. You right. know what I mean? the, so those were dark matches, like those yeah. dynamite, right? That was yeah. Uh, yeah so oh yeah, the one was on dynamite. You're right. Yeah, the yeah. two of them were on dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets to basically go out there and say like, this is this is what I've done already now. So he gets yeah. to come back into the indies, um, uh, this time with a little more credibility. And uh, and you can see it when he's getting booked now. They're like, no, this is. This is Alan Angels. Now yeah, it's way different. Now. Exactly. Yeah, it's way different. I mean, and now yeah. he gets to kind of put like the- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The reason I brought this up in response to Ziggler is because there was part of me that wished that Ziggler had done this. Like... Um, like yeah, uh, the the boat passed a long time ago, but like in 2016, I was all about like honestly when there was still do it. Well, when there was talk that Ziggler's contract was coming up in 2016, uh, and they were doing the storyline with him and Miz, where it was like he's got to lose or he's got to win uh, in order to to stick around. Um, it's loser. What was it? It was win or leave at the time, mm-hmm. and I th- and I had this thought in my mind of, you know, especially because Drew McIntyre was like on the brink of doing it, and Drew McIntyre did it. Right. And I was like, how great would it be for somebody like Ziggler, who's already known as a world renowned in ring performer, but for the most part, doesn't have a career outside of WWE that people mm-hmm. are, um, that people lot. And I thought, and what if he like left for like two years, right? Went and did Japan, went and did uh, all of all of the indies, did like a tour, did what Cody did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what if Ziggler did that? Uh, I said, 
he would be NXT champion within a year and a half. And of course, he didn't right. win the NXT title um, mm-hmm. this year. But uh, which forgettable, like I know, right? Completely forgot about it. Happen. But yeah. but I was like, what if he did leave and all of a sudden built this resume? Went and worked Japan. Mm-hmm. Went and worked a G one. Went and did just all the shit that somebody could do with the athletic pedigree that Dolph Ziggler has, and then came back. And this time again, like Cody, right? Like where Cody left. Not really valued, but all of a sudden comes back and it's like, oh, this is the this man. is that Cody Rhodes now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Ziggler could have been the guy to do that. And what I'm why I bring up Alan Angels is that Alan Angels kind of has that going for him with AEW. We're like, mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know I saw him face on Dark Elevation. He faced Andrade, had a great showing and a great match with Andrade. And mm-hmm. I thought this is a guy who probably could have a good indie presence and if he yep. goes out and does that and then uh and then reassesses his value in a year from now and it could not work out but let's say it does let's say it actually works out and he does end up having it a will he's talented career. yeah he's talented let's say he has a great indie career that he's a hot commodity and all the indies want to book him and all of a sudden and all of a sudden the hardcore fans like really know who he is to mm-hmm. the point of where then it is a case of the the world is his oyster, I yep. suppose. And he then can. he does, he comes back with a contract, not a per appearance deal. You know, like, yeah, that, that's what he wants. That's yeah, what that's look, where you want to be. Yeah, builds his value. I think I've it's, seen people I, overreacting, and I'm just like, look, that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't yeah. get the offer you want from somebody, you're supposed to go and prove it somewhere else and yep. get your money. That's what that's you're it. supposed to do. Kylan Kylan King talked about the same thing in an interview with with Sean, where she was like, "No, I loved working there, but you know, I wasn't getting." what I wanted out of the situation anymore. So I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to go somewhere and make a name for myself. And mm-hmm. it's working. She had that great match with uh, Camille for NWA. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that's what you're supposed yeah, to do. And, and I think that that happened constantly, right? There mm-hmm. are a lot of guys who, uh, who didn't necessarily get what they wanted out of their first run, went yep. elsewhere, and uh, made a name for themselves completely otherwise it's happened Mm -hmm. before we've seen it and uh i think that there's i don't know i i think it's always the right call to bet on yourself i think there's no reason you shouldn't um i think it's if anything a mistake to stick around in a place where you're not getting what you feel you could get or if you feel like um you could be more in the future go for it well, right. what I, I mean, say. Honestly, I commend Alan Angels for actually. That, that's it. kind of like the mission statement of AEW is betting mm-hmm. on yourself. That's how the it company is. got started. It <laughs> is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm excited for Alan Angels too because yeah. he now becomes I don't want to say a big big fish in a small pond, but a bigger fish in a you know in a bigger lake or something you know over here. Uh, and you know, being a part of AEW has already matured him. He's been doing some work in some places that I watched. Like I watched him in Action Wrestling do some work with AC Mack, and he was steps above where he used to be just because he has all this experience now just like you were saying with brian danielson with kenny omega andrade like all these great wrestlers and he can bring what he learned over there to the indie so not only is he going to be you know having great matches and you know bettering himself he's going to be helping out others with what he's learned in aw so this is a good move all around he'll be back you'll be seeing alan angels this ain't the last time you'll see him in aw agreed uh let's see a couple more um we got this one. This one is from Life of Deem. He says, Happy Saturday, Grab City fam. I'm hoping that the ending of Blood and Guts leads to an Eddie uh, self-destructing and feuding with uh, Claudio. Yep. Also, after his promo last night, I can't... Self-destruction. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I can't wait for Danielson 
versus Gresham. Uh, I have a story on that, by the way, about Gresham that uh, I... Um, I don't know. I'm not going to put out there right now. Gresham! Because... Nah, that uh, promo was fired, though, bro. Yeah, it oh. was fire. It was fire. Oh, but, yeah, I had a story gosh. about uh, things that happened on Wednesday that... I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> ...that I, I gave to um, to select. And uh, so I'm sure when Vegas happenings are over, you'll see it there. It's coming. But, yeah, yeah so you guys yeah. know I've been wanting Brian Danielson versus Jonathan Gresham for... I don't know. You can't even count how many years, how long. Everybody's been talking about this. Every interview that Jonathan Gresham has ever done, you can go back. Anyone, they're going to ask about Brian Danielson. Every single one. I did an interview with him, and I was like, hey, what about Brian Danielson? Like, it never fails. This is something that's been talked about for years and years and years when uh, Jonathan Gresham oh, was killing what, it in Ring of Honor everyone was saying yo Brian Danielson we need this match how we are we ever going to be able to get this match will it ever happen Brian Danielson leaves he's in AEW all of a sudden out of nowhere it seems like Jonathan Gresham just shows up on AEW TV they're just randomly like oh here's the world champion again he's out here got me super excited then he cuts this promo last night being like all right, I'm done with your guys' shit. I'm the fucking man around here. Everybody keeps talking about who's the best technical wrestler. Two guys, Claudio's talking about it. Brian Dales is talking about it. Zach Sabre Jr. is talking about it. But nah. I'm the dude out here, and I'm about to whoop some ass. Let's go. Amen. I'm so fucking I, excited for I this, mean, well, I was going to say something about Zach Sabre, but I'm sure we'll get into it with Forbidden yeah. Door. So I'll say yeah. it. Uh, and let's see. Uh, one Sweet Chris, which I'm hoping is a... Uh, homage one to one sweet, sweet Chris. Yeah, I get w- it. to one sweet day, which of course, <laughs> up until Despacito was the longest oh, man. rating, Spe- uh, longest rating number one hit uh, for like twenty Spe- years. Speaking of speaking of one sweet day, um, we our have friend, to get into this. Yeah, our, our friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, one Andreas. Uh, oh no, and the homie kills. We're uh, talking and shout about out to them. Last night. Ba- you know they're killing it. Bianca Belair and shit. It's lit out there. Yeah, so they, they brought up versus last night and. Uh, and and Kel was like, man, uh, Janet versus Mariah. And I, I didn't give my opinion, but I saw them all saying Janet. I said, whoa, 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 y'all picking Janet? Yeah, it was like one hundred percent across this. the board. Yeah, everybody was like Janet, Janet, Janet. Like, no way, Mariah has no dog in this fight. And we were just like, yo, well, Washington yeah, ain't gonna like none like, of this. Like, we'll we're gonna see these tweets in the morning. Like, what y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I hadn't seen this yet because I spent my night last night watching uh, Stranger Things, which, mm-hmm. by the way, um, look, love you, Stranger Things. One of my favorite shows of the modern era. But the whole point of Stranger Things was to take the concept of a, a movie and stretch it out over a season of a TV show, right? But that doesn't work now when you have two and a half hour episodes because at that point, you made That's a, a movie. fucking movie. So... <laughs> I mean, that's a movie. So, like, I didn't even get to finish because I'm like feeling exhausted and feeling tired. And I'm like, how much time is left in this episode? And it says an hour and a half. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I can't how, how long is a regular episode? Regular episodes are like an hour, but these last two episodes uh, are like two hours and two and a half hours. What? And so, I know, right? Like, you made movies here, which, like, the whole point of Stranger Things was it's like, oh, here's like an 80s type movie, but we stretched it out over a season. But you didn't. Yeah. But like this last season, now I think we're making movies now each week, and <laughs> it's too much. But great, great show. But anyway, so I missed all of that. Never seen it. Look, here's the thing. Team number one hits belongs to one person. I told you. And I one told them alone. you were going to cut a promo. One person has that title. <laughs> now that said, twenty number ones belongs to the Beatles, right? But right below, 
Boom. 19 number ones with Mariah Carey. That's a lot no of number one else. ones. Wait, how many does Drake have? Uh... How many number ones does Drake have? Uh, let me see. I th- I'm I think, pretty sure I, I just saw I think a, a thing is, about I think it. Jay is up there as well. I think Hove has like... I know he's got mo- uh, number one albums, nah, uh, but as far as number one singles. So, and that's the thing about Versus is it's not album for album. It's song for no. song. Right. And so that's where... I don't know, man. Sometimes the song for song don't work out either. Actually, I'm man. saying. Because yeah, <laughs> they be having something you forgot about, and you be like, oh, damn, I forgot about this one. No, that's man. a tough-ass some, matchup, some, honestly. Sometimes somebody come out there and sing your boots off, and you lose, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. We, <laughs> we saw Ray J. He still, Ray J then blamed... He then blamed everything. He's like, yo, the floor was crazy. Um, the I had floor was crazy? My son was in my hand. Uh, my Wait hat was in my eyes. Bro, what came through with everything. Yo, Ray J, Ray J eating a cup of noodles at the BET Awards. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. All right, here, here we go. So Wallen, the way bro. the list reads, and I'm sure most people know this oh, list, but it is shit. the Beatles with the most number one hits. They have 20. Uh, and then at number two, it is Mariah Carey with 19. Uh, and then number three is Elvis with 18. Uh, number four is Rihanna with 14. Okay, let's go, Henry. Uh, five is Michael Jackson with 13. Damn. Um, and then six is a tie between the Supremes and Madonna, which then if we move on to eight is Whitney Houston with 11. And then... Uh, so Drake's not even in the top 10. He must Nine and 10 is, uh, is Janet Jackson tied with Stevie Wonder. So like, and they both have uh, ten number one. Hits. So you saying number two to number nine? That's all you saying. You just you're like these are the stats right here. These like are the these stats. are the stats. Like <laughs> Mariah Carey has nineteen number one hits. Like it's not even close. No, like the the one right behind her is Elvis with eighteen. He ain't making no more hits. And then right before, her... <laughs> wow. And then behind her is Rihanna with fourteen. So like Let's Rihanna stands a chance if she can come up with I guess five more number one hits. Nah, in her Rihanna's career. chilling, man. She making she making. Rihanna- Rihanna's like, yeah, I ain't got that. But you know, but the, the <laughs> amount of people who talk about wanting the Rihanna comeback, like, I feel like she could come up with five number one hits. Like, no, she's like, gonna she's, make another album. Like, oh yeah, she sure. is about the closest yeah. to pulling off five more number one hits. But otherwise, nineteen, baby, like. And That's, Rihanna just might not do it because she doesn't want to, not because she can't, just because. Right. She no, no, I think I think yeah. Rihanna absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I you're saying Mariah's taking this. Nobody's taking Mariah in this is what you're saying. I think, I mean, it depends on the the, the audience, of course, because like. The audience. You know, I think it, if, if it's a married, like Mary J and an audience could get her out of here, I think. Right. I think, you know, we're talking about audience. We're also talking about performance a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, uh, I've always said, and look, biggest Mariah Carey fan on the planet. Uh, MC isn't the greatest uh, performer. Um, and that, <laughs> she has think, antics, though. That's think, what we love about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think she is an amazing personality. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean like charitably. I just mean she's fucking hilarious. She's the best. Um, There's I that think, one clip where she's like super drunk behind a DJ, and she's like, "I'm just trying to give it all that I got." And she's like, "Yeah, so drunk. No, I love that." I, like, I, I watched I, that no, five Mariah, million times. Mariah's fucking hilarious. Uh, but then also, she's she was at the BET Awards. Too. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, she got honored with uh, with Lotto. Um, mm-hmm. and, but then also she got the. Uh, she just got inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Songwriter, singer, all of that stuff. Greatest voice, history of mankind. That said, stage presence, I don't think Mariah's ever 
been that great on stage. She's not yeah. a dancer. She's basically mm -mm. got this little shoulder shimmy. That's mm -hmm. it. Um, and uh, and for what she be doing, it's hard to dance when you gotta like have posture and shit and get your throat at a certain angle and shit. <laughs> yes. Like she's not she's not one of the dancers. But if ones. you've seen that fly like a bird performance, she also. It, Look, I could talk Mariah Carey all day. I do it in my own podcast about Mariah Carey. I have done one podcast about Mariah Carey. Me and Denise Salcedo last Christmas did the top ten Mariah Carey songs back to back, and it was great. Uh, but MC. and you just watch that. So I, I gave know, fantasy man. number one, by the way. Um, all, all of all of them picked Janet, though. I was looking from afar, like mm. one sweet Chris though said, uh, first time in a minute catching the boys live. Good to have Will back on the show. Also, hope Phil had a great birthday. Uh, one sweet Chris also uh, followed up by saying that one sweet Chris is actually an homage to when the Bucks and the rest of the elite got the cease and desist from WWE for the two sweet. Yeah, uh, now nah, Bucks are legends, bro. Great Very glad to throw baby. Back their, their waist, man. Let's Look, go. FDR, FDR is FDR. They're those guys. They're probably the tag team of the year right now, but. Listen, I don't know, man. I'm about to be fighting with my editor Kevin about this. Goats top, is in the building, buddy. Goats this is in top, the building. This uh, top 150 tag teams list we have. It's about to be a fight for real. Is you, this going to be a harder fight? Are, are, are the, you going to fight with the guys 500. that are holding three titles right now, bro? Yeah. Yo, the Bucks. Every one of their I, matches that, are bangers. Number one. Come on. <laughs> I mean, and if it's year to year, I don't know. If it's uh, year to year, see. I think this is FDR's year. Chris says, uh, yeah, was yeah. at Forbidden Door. Awesome show. Uh, in spite of the curse, I now believe in Zack Sabre Jr. The pop for Claudio was fire, and someone uh, stopped Sting. He's a mad Sting man. Sting is I a grandpa, you. ain't he? Dude, I Thanks. honestly, <laughs> that fucking Newsweek headline, that I, I keep pulling that back up every time Sting does some crazy shit. That headline that said, uh, Sting signs with Ali Wrestling, but don't expect him to do much physical. Uh, <laughs> bro no? flew. Blow, bro flew off that thing man he look flew. man sting i said this on twitter sting my favorite wrestler all uh, when i was a kid there was nobody better than me than sting i loved cool. surfer sting i was all about like that was the reason i was a wcw kid i think had they not had sting i wouldn't have been as into wcw as i was but sting i agree was i think they guy. agree <laughs> I feel like Sting was like warrior with great matches. It's so yes. like that was like when people when when all the other kids warrior were like I love matches is funny. <laughs> like when, when like all the other kids were like oh I love Ultimate Warrior. I'm like nah man Sting. Mm -hmm. Like Sting also has face paint, but he's way mm -hmm. cooler. And hey, uh, what's cooler? Uh, hey, I'm gonna say this by the way, AW folks that were like oh man that's so cool. He teleported from over there to there. Look, I don't want to hear y'all say y'all don't want no more spooky stuff, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear. <laughs> I mean, oh, this some Judgment Day shit. Okay, I see it. Hold up, because do people are people really saying that though? Because that's hilarious. No, for look, real, people are like they don't want Bray because they don't want him doing the spooky stuff. I'll say that. I say that, but also I'm not under the impression that. Look, I don't mind spooky stuff when mm -hmm. at least you can say like, oh, they're just playing mind games, right? Like, logically, right. you could say, even in the context of the show, that Sting had somebody playing Sting up there, and he's just playing mind games Fake Sting, there is that a shit is, Yeah, that shit is fine. But when it's like, there is literally no logical explanation here. It's literally just, now nah, we're just bullshitting on television. That's when you lose me. That's when <laughs> nah, I'm man, like, look, no, man. you can't do all that. Uh, nah, man. Like I, Matt Hardy teleporting, no explanation for that. Shit sucks. Come on, but it's, it's, at it's least broken. if you can like find a way to explain it within the context of the show, I'm good with it. Nah, man, like I didn't magic. even mind Bray Wyatt when, when Bray Wyatt was like mind gamey shit, right? Where like 
even lights out stuff, I could say like logically in the context of the show, Undertaker handed the lights guy like fifty bucks to be like, hey, just fuck with the lights for mm. this guy or for this appearance, right? But like then lightning strikes, that I can't believe. Right. So like yeah, you start playing with it a little too much. Um and that's nah, that's where I'm at with it when it comes to. I, I to seen him change his name to Wyndham Six Man, and I was like, mm, Alan leaving? Nah, man, you ain't heard. We pushed the six when the fives is out. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I'm personally good without Bray, but that's me. Van Twinblade says no beef here, only chicken. We keep weight. Uh, going back to the nah, beef we, from we, earlier. We, nah, 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 nah. We not we not punching a chicken chicken chest yeah. up in here, bro. Jonathan's happy being filled. <laughs> Did you catch against all odds? I was. In center stage Atlanta, and the energy was. Oh, great. they were in ATL too. Now we were talking yeah. about before we came on the pod how it was. We all thought it was weird that they were doing a show on Friday. There was so much wrestling going on last night that it was hard to, to, uh, to catch it. Honestly, I caught a little bit of it, but not enough of it, just because. Honestly, I thought it was t- today, and I guess they wouldn't do it today because the WWE the show. Money's- yeah, so okay, that makes sense. It all makes sense now. I've caught up. <laughs> um, I'm gonna watch I, it though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched Against All Eyes yet, but I'm going to watch it. I watched Trey Miguel and Speedball Mike Bailey, and it was insane as expected. Uh, well, the thing I noticed was that talking about crowd in Atlanta, um, and I, I feel like I'm breaking up now, but mm-hmm. uh, the <laughs> um, how, how I, do you feel like you're breaking up? <laughs> Like I can feel I, the like internet not working. Right here, so yeah, I, I can feel my eyes going crazy. I can watch you guys' <laughs> facial reactions. Uh, is like, what mm, I noticed. Mm, mm, mm. Is he there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's there. So is it is it good now? Yeah, yeah good. Okay, so uh, I feel like the uh, like I was looking at the turnout, and this was one of the better crowds. I think they drew like 500 people for the show. Nice. I feel like this is one of those instances where I would have called an audible if I were Impact. And shot the show from a different angle. Like it was still shot. They shot the yeah, stage. Yeah, hey, uh, it, it did. That's why when he said that, <laughs> when he said that it was in Atlanta, Atlanta, I was like, oh yeah, they've been saying all week, all whenever they've been pushing this show for a long time, saying that it's in Atlanta at center stage, and they didn't make it look like center stage. Like, what's the point of saying you're going to be at a place if you're not going to give me those vibes of mm-hmm. fucking WCW Saturday Night? They just shot the yeah. thing like it's like they have one studio and they just do, and th- and that's just not. Uh, visually appealing for a lot of fans, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jake says, uh, well, Reg, they are the greatest of all time, just not uh, not just best in the world. I LOL. think Jake was talking about FTR, but that's reserved for the young Bucks, Jake. That's oh, no, Bucks, Bucks, are, Bucks yeah. are the greatest tag yeah, team yeah, of all time. See. Come on. Sorry, sorry um, Cash. <laughs> Brett. That's the homie. We says, love you, Cash. Brett says, it was, uh, it was, again, so awesome meeting and talking to Will and Phil, along with Denise at Forbidden Door. What a show that was. What was your favorite Mac and or moment? Love what you guys do and much more. Yeah, um, we talked to, to Brett in line. Um, Thanks, Brett. At, uh, at Forbidden Door. It was a great time. Yeah, like, pretty much I spent the whole weekend with uh, Denise and then met up with Phil on Saturday or on Sunday. And uh, we got to go to Warrior Wrestling, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah talk a little post. bit about Warrior Wrestling. How was the show? Uh, uh, you go ahead. Yeah, you know, Warrior Wrestling was fun, man. Um, I I did think it was funny that we just sat on this podcast and talked about Drake and how I don't like Way Too Sexy. But hearing mm-hmm. Way Too Sexy out, like, that's the thing with Gringo Drake. Gringo Loco's Drake, theme, huh? 
Yeah, Drake always tricks you because he's like, I don't really care for this. And then you, you hear it out and it's like, nah, this is this works. I was this saying to it. Phil, I'm like, no, nah, man, mm-hmm. this is like if anybody in like mainstream wrestling pick this up as a theme song, it's over. Like that shit mm-hmm. gets so lit in an arena. Like and look, we're just in the, the building at Malcolm X College, but just hearing it and hearing the 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 few hundred people in that building that uh that were getting hyped to it and I just thought I, I turned to Phil and I'm like, look, if somebody played this in an arena, it'd be you fucking lit. It. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? I feel like, like right now, the thing right, uh, with um, picking up mainstream songs is to songs because going current music is probably really expensive. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, if somebody like actually spent the money on that, ain't nobody yeah. got no Drake money. Nah, no. And, and it was a good show, man. I, I thought that that match with Gringo Loco and it was was dope. Um, lucha things everywhere. Um, just hearing that this took place in Malcolm X College is just hilarious to me. That is super it's, it's Chicago. It's Malcolm X College. And mm-hmm. it's like literally like right there from United Center. It's like right across the street, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, crazy. I mean, just me thinking about that day and leaving Malcolm X College and then like the homie said in the chat, we were talking to people in the crowd. I'm like, yo, this is home. Like, I'm at home. Yeah, like, I'm still right. looking around like, this no. is home. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. walking around an arena like, this is this is home. But again, that's why I'm it. like, back to back, baby. Let the confetti <laughs> rain, buddy. Come on. <laughs> that's All dope. Right, let, let, let's talk about Chicago because uh, Chicago, Chicago was a weekend, and uh, I ha- I did have a lot of fun. Um, so I, I told you a little bit. pizza, about- Will? <laughs> no. <laughs> food wise <laughs> alright let, let's talk about food we got a lot of stories to tell so um, the first thing is so I got in like uh, I, so you know Will don't take well, no regular flights one of the things is uh, <laughs> no nah, it was mostly a regular flight but by the time I got mostly. my re- so uh, I ended up last minute deciding to get a rental car because I was like I started looking at rental car prices and they were like 40 bucks and I'm like yeah sure because uh, I originally uh, I thought I was flying well, into I got that <laughs> so I originally thought I was flying into Midway. In Midway, the rental car prices were like 90 and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not spending that. Um, but then I was like, uh, when I got to my gate and it said flying into O'Hare, and I was like, oh, O'Hare, huh? I'm going to spend 40 bucks just on Uber to get from O'Hare to yeah. uh, to yeah. my Airbnb. Let me just look at some rental car prices. And so I started looking at them, and they were 40 bucks for the rental car. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm getting a rental car uh, because – there's no way I can just keep spending that on Ubers. Um, mm. That's going to rack up really quick. But the one thing Denise Salcedo didn't tell me is that the Airbnb ain't have no parking. Uh, oh, and so I spent half an hour trying to find, once I got to it, trying to find parking. I'm like, Yeesh. like stalking people. I'm like, is this person walking to a car? They walk to a car. They walk mm. to a car. I'm taking the spot. Uh, and they like walk past and just go into their house. I'm like, fuck, man. Mm. And like... <laughs> As soon yeah, as I see? found like the slightest gap, I'm like, I can parallel park in this spot. I don't get like I'm gonna be half an inch away from the the car in front of me, but I found a spot and I was good. But that took me half a fucking hour to find Jesus. a spot. And so, look. all right, see, you listening to an LA person tell you about how to come downtown to Chicago? Shit. Oh okay, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. Right. I would have told you, and I would have told you, there's nowhere to park in on the north side or downtown Chicago. Nobody right. drives down there other than people yeah. that live down there. <laughs> right, damn it, California. You can't listen to nobody that drives in California about traffic or 
parking or anything because we are the absolute worst like what you were just describing like that happens sometimes in the bay area just like you might have to uh wait for 30 minutes to get a spot so yeah, yeah. and and that's what i did so like jj uh shout out jj had invited us out to go do something but i'm like Nah, I just found a parking spot, and I don't know how long it's going to take. Like, I originally told him yes. I, I texted him. They forgot like, that Will was a dad. That's a dad thing to be like, I found my parking spot, and I'm staying till the till the morning, till it's time yeah, to go Yeah, so he texted else. me. He was like, hey, we got a table at this place. You want to come? And I was like, yeah, uh, let me just drop off at the Airbnb, and I'll be right there. And then after it took half an hour to find a spot, I was like, nope, I'm staying in for the night. I was like, mad. I was like, I don't want to Because you're a dad. That's a dad thing. Like, I was like, I'm I not going back wasted out. Wasted 30 I'm minutes. Not... I parallel parked. I'm not getting out of here. Yeah, no, this is my spot. Because <laughs> you were at O'Hare, you could have easily just took the blue line from O'Hare to the Airbnb because it's close enough. Oh, no, uh, none of y'all's public transportation. This is why you can ask me. Why you need to ask me? I'm the guy that lives here. I know, um, right? So, uh, but, it, but that but, night but, was funny, but too. But think about I, everybody who needed a ride, and I was like, hey, hop in right so i, I we'll be I, giving rise to who like look, oh you need to go to another city i got you bro hop in <laughs> look i get a rental car most places i go and um and i don't drink right so like right. everybody else hop in a car with me you know mm -hmm. i will get you where you're going safely and uh we'll have fun wrestling conversations on the way yeah so uh it you might get a played a, th a theme song that's gonna come out and nobody's supposed to hear it <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was uh we have we have good times and uh, but i'm yeah, so I, sad I, I wasn't there man it sounds like a great time already man. yeah no warrior wrestling was fun uh we had just uh, a hoot at warrior wrestling mm -hmm. and uh i got to see val val capone um mm. and i hadn't seen her in a while uh, we high fived at Double or Nothing. That was about it. She walked by. I was like, "Hey, Val!" And but I was like already in my seat. So and your crew uh, was doing like a, a a split show with Warrior Wrestling too. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, over Women's Wrestling Army. Uh, so mm -hmm. that was another thing I got to see. Uh, I mean, I see Maria everywhere. It, yeah. Pretty much every show I go, uh, every city I get to, I'm like, all right, let me make sure I, I make some time uh, mm -hmm. to see my dear friend Maria Canellis. Uh, we've been friends for 12 years now, uh, which is uh -huh. weird that uh, I can say that because mm -hmm. uh i just look up and i'm like that's fucking 12 years ago mm -hmm. yeah, we man, became friends like right after she got released and uh now all of a sudden this is like one of my longtime friends go figure but uh yeah i got to see maria and uh got in a little bit of uh trouble with bobby cruz because i've been working <laughs> with bobby cruz at with ring women's of wrestling. honor baby well that was the thing was i've been working with bobby cruz for women's wrestling army for the you know the last couple of months but I've never actually met Bobby Cruz in person, and mm -hmm. I still didn't this weekend. Oh, shit. And so he was like, how did you miss me again? And he was like, and we were in the same building twice. Because uh, I didn't see him at Forbidden Door either. And I was like shouting at him. I'm like, Bobby, Bobby, because uh, I was front row at Forbidden Door, and he's in the ring announcing matches. And like as he's walking over, I'm trying to say what's up to Bobby finally. Uh, but shame I have still yet and to He's like, Bobby. I'm working, dude. I can't hear you. I'm, I'm a, the ring announcer. Will, leave but me he alone. Came me, he came at me <laughs> afterward and was like, ah, I'm so, so <laughs> we're just not gonna say what's up like what's what's going on <laughs> but like no. i've talked to bobby plenty over like we've we've had plenty of face to faces over uh webcam like this but as far as meeting shout person, out to I've bobby cruz that he talked like that hey, this is bobby cruz hello will washington nice no, bobby to cruz see got the, bobby cruz has like the deepest why do you bo sound like single <laughs> 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 that was my bobby cruz impression <laughs> 
Bobby Cruz has like the deepest Boston accent like of anybody I've ever met. It's mm. it's so deep. Uh it's Boston with uh with Bobby Cruz over there. Boston. Uh, Shout out. <laughs> I love Bobby Cruz. I, I absolutely um, love Bobby. Um, yeah, it's, look, man. Women's Wrestling Army will be back here in Chicago, by the way. This, uh, yeah, next, go, weekend. Baby. next weekend. Uh, yeah, next weekend. On the 8th and the 9th. Yeah. Some, uh, some great stuff happening. Uh, um, I, hey, want to shout out Warrior Wrestling. Great show, mm-hmm. but y'all, did, y'all, y'all bringing Tesla back? I don't, know, I don't know if we need the Tesla. She's pulling up at Warrior? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the announcement. Ooh. She's doing the stadium series. Um, they do. They do have a really good dream match that I'm excited for. Uh, Kylie Ray versus Athena is coming up soon. That's gonna be. That's gonna bang. That's gonna be dope. But, but yeah, they've got Tesla coming up soon. Um, Nuclear funny, heat. Funny story. Uh, one of the last Warrior Wrestling shows I went to, I actually interviewed Big Swole at this show, like right before the pandemic. Um, and she wrestled Tessa that night. Uh, so. Another fun, another funny night. Uh, they had that big. Uh, it was a women's war of attrition match, and it was Tessa, and uh, I think Britt Baker was also in that match, which is also interesting. It's a very interesting night. Okay, um, do you guys think that Tessa's gonna be able to weave her way back into this, into wrestling in general, into like yeah, into a spot? Yes, because uh, wrestling. I... Because wrestling's whack. That's what I, I'm. Wrestling, I'm thinking that she's going to be able to get back in. Because like wrestling will always find a way to bring problematic people back in. And and right. the problem with problematic people in wrestling is a lot of problematic pr- people are really good wrestlers. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know, man. I a lot, yeah. Mo- like when you look up the list of problematic wrestlers, you're like, well, all these people are they could work. What is the thing about? Like, it's never like a problematic wrestler that's awful. It's like, oh, this guy I, sucks and nobody cares. It's like, I no, mean, we, yeah, I mean, so. Gun- Gunner's kind of whack, but you know, <sighs> yeah. Oh, when so. a problematic wrestler is whack, there's nothing better to me when it's yeah. like when you contrast him for the wrestling and here. you're like, and this guy like sucks <laughs> and like as a person, this is. I think my thing is with Tessa is there's not for people, people need like hard evidence and there's not like a, there's not like something they could hear or there's see. not hard evidence. I mean, there is, I'm saying, I'm saying for other people, for me, uh, the, heaven, the evidence is hard as fuck, but yeah, for pe- first person account is, uh, it's pretty for, hard. No, <laughs> people don't, people don't care about first person accounts though. They, Especially like if, there's if it not, comes from a black woman. Exactly. If there's not hard evidence, I didn't hear it or see it myself. It, it's folklore. I don't know. It could be anything. So that's why I think like there's always going to be a moment where she could just come back because fans don't care. And it's like issue. You know the issues like whatever. Yeah, I don't wasn't like. I wasn't nowhere to be seen <laughs> in that wild take trailer though. I didn't yeah. see her nowhere in that trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, she was like, nah, I think we're out of here. I think the buses are, are, are pulling out our support. We're, uh, <laughs> we got to focus on trying to get Kyrie over here. We can't be having too many other problems. <laughs> Yo, if Kyrie goes to the Clippers, that's going to be really funny, man. Kyrie might end up with an L.A. address. I, I could see it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Shot town. So what What else? Uh, you didn't I, get pizza. I, I'm disappointed. No, so it was what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Phil's going to give us shit, but look. <laughs> so I got in when I place, and uh, I didn't. I don't know how I got grouped in with this Philip, but 
Denise had ordered Taco Bell. <laughs> and Phil was like, how you going to Because Phil had to just told us that he's never eaten Taco Bell, like, in a podcast recently on here. I remember that. Yeah. And so Phil was like, how are you going to come to Chicago and eat Taco Bell? And you tagged me in that, too. I didn't eat Taco Bell. I ate Wendy's. No, y'all, y'all were I trying to go Taco to Taco Bell. Bell that night, though. Y'all were like, no, let's go to Taco Bell. And I was like, yo, what are y'all doing? Listen, <laughs> Denise is from California. We do that. It's late night. We know it's open. Like, there, we don't have to go to Yelp. We don't have to look around for the city. Nothing. I know I can pull up to Taco Bell and eat some tacos right the fuck now. Yeah, and so that was the thing with Phil. So after Forbidden Door, uh, we're like, look, we're just hungry. We just need to find something. And yeah, we were like, look, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning because the media scrum didn't get out till like 1. And so we're like, look, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's just find something to eat. And so, yeah, we're like, let's just find a Taco Bell. Phil's like, no, nah, we're not eating Taco Bell. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was rolling at first. I was like, y'all can get that. <laughs> and... and uh... Uh, and like Red said, it's the one thing we know would be open. It's that open. Late. I know it's open. <laughs> but it, but here's the thing: it wasn't. We oh, got there, it. And, and it was like they closed at one, even oh. though Google said two. Uh, and and so and it was like one forty eight. So we're like, we'll we'll make it. We could walk in and grab a couple of Taco Supremes or some bullshit, mm-hmm. um, and or Crunch Wrap or something, and we'll be mm-hmm. good. And and Philip is just over here just laughing and he's like, We're not getting Taco Bell. But you know what though? We found a dope Mexican joint that was open twenty four seven. Um and also being from California, that's also that's also the on, thing bro. that kinda throws me off. Like you could find a taqueria also if you look. Yeah. And, uh, but in Chicago, I wouldn't expect that, honestly. I wouldn't have expected it either. I'm not trying oh, to get man, Mexican is, food in Taco I, Again, in, if in you would have asked me, I would have told you there's always going to be some Mexican place somewhere in a city open at that time of the night. Mm-hmm. Look, okay, here's the thing. I am originally from California, specifically Southern California. Cali. Specifically, all I knew was Mexicans and Mexican food all around. Yep. Now I'm in Colorado, which is still two states away from Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Like literally north of New Mexico. So pretty much it's the, you just went just a little bit more north. We got a lot of Mexican here, right? But Chicago always throws me off because again, it's over there. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's the same with Michigan, big... right? Where people are like, uh, yeah, we're getting some Mexican and I'm in Detroit. And I'm like, man, y'all are so far from Mexico. I don't trust the, the Mexican as far. Who's making but, it? Right. Nah, man, you, you got you got my city fucked up, bro. Yeah, I obviously do. You come on. There's a huge, there's a huge Mexican population here. Like, do you not remember like how how loud the city got for Lucha Bros? Because like, there's a huge Mexican population. Uh, Yeah, shout out to my Latino homies. Yeah, yeah, I I know that now. And yeah, so we found Mexican joint that was open at two o'clock in the morning. That's honestly Um, like I thought about leaving California rarely a couple times and on the list is like are they gonna have good mexican food like you can't just go anywhere and be eating mexican food <laughs> california got it everywhere i can go to any spot and find yeah. some. you can't just be leaving I, that's part of the reason that i'm just like california forever baby i need me a burrito that's made by a mexican not a white person <laughs> uh but uh, no you can go several great there are several great Hole in the wall Mexican places here. And that's what this was. Like, literally, we had to, like, cross over this, like, bitch made of gravel to even get to it. Love Uh, it. And it was uh, was great. The food was great. 
Uh, definitely hit the spot at two o'clock in the morning. It was the right call. So it had, thank it you, had Phil. the Chicago ambiance. There were this um... fucking late night scrum shit is crazy though. Getting out of a place at two a.m. after you've already done like eight hours worth of sitting and working and all kind of shit is crazy. So, man. so, so how this happened of me tagging them though is because I actually went out and got tacos on my birthday, and I was like, no, let me show you how we do this here. We don't, we don't. <laughs> show you how to do that there (laughs) so uh um then cap came through friend of the show captain Mm -hmm. sean dean and Mm -hmm. was like yo y'all really came here and ate uh taco bell and i was like yo i told them captain flame jaw too (laughs) i'm not mad will i would have tried to do the same thing man two o'clock in the morning always Two o'clock in the morning after a media scrum, I'm like, I just want food that I know is open. It's hot. Yeah. Give me some yeah. hot food. I'm going to eat it. I don't care where it's from. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I had also one of the cutest stories uh, at the, I, I told a little bit of this, but I said I was going to tell the rest of it on Graph City this week. So um, uh, if you watch Day After Dynamite, you may have heard this story already, but I haven't told these two yet. So at uh, Forbidden Door. I'm sitting next to uh, the security guard who worked for uh, United Center. And uh, it was an older black man who had no idea what he was at. And so <laughs> he's asking me all these questions. And they were just just best. I had so much fun sitting next to this guy. So first thing he says is, uh, he's like, why do they keep saying Japan? What's the Japan thing all about? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so, but like, he like kind of tugs me. That was the first thing he asked. He's like, excuse me, young brother. I need to ask you, what's excuse all the Japan? Me, he's like, mm-hmm. what's all the Japan stuff about? And, uh, I, so I explained to him what the show was. Right. And he goes, okay, how many of these have there been? And I was like, sir, you're at the one. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first ever, man. Yeah, he's like, wait, what do you mean? The one he's like, this ain't like a tour or something. I was like. <laughs> Because he's probably used to like working concerts where people like yeah. go around playing the hits, mm-hmm. tours, and I'm like not one event. This is uh, this one, and uh, he's like, oh, okay. Uh, he's like, how many people are gonna be here? Because I got it. We got an earth. Uh, we bypassed the line, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, how many people Flex. are gonna be here? And, and I said, oh, this place is like gonna be sold out. Uh, it's, it's gonna be full. And he's like, oh. Oh, okay. So he start like, of course, so he's got to face the crowd. He can't face the ring. And so right. he's got his back to the ring the whole time. And so he's like pulling up his phone and like got his selfie camera, like trying to look over his shoulder to see what he's missing. <laughs> Crowd's going nuts, seeing people screaming. And he's just like, what am I missing here? Like, and, what is this? And like, I had to prepare for Moxley's entrance because uh, I'm like, okay, so, because he's like, why is everybody standing up? What's going on here? And uh, I said, so, like, the most, one of the most popular dudes, he's, uh, he's going to come right through this area where you, and because uh, he saw that the AEW security came and like unlocked the gate so that Moxley. And uh, he's like, what's, what's about to happen? I'm like, so really pops about to make his way through the crowd. And like, he's like one of the stars. And he's like, oh, I should get a picture with him. He's like trying to like maneuver to get a picture when he gets over his shoulder. <laughs> you about to get this old uh, man fired. He was doing all kind of shit. He's supposed to be surveying <laughs> the crowd only, Grandpa. <laughs> no, nah, he was actually. The, so okay, the two dudes who got kicked out. 
the the two doubt he uh the uh that's how i uh that all right you're cutting out again a lot will Uh, (laughs) i don't know what's going on (laughs) they're running xbox live upstairs or something they're running xbox live (laughs) the homie is like ah he left oh he's back yeah i'm back i'm like so annoyed um nah but uh so uh, I, I would say like so when the pop happened for Okada, he was like, "Who, who is this? Who, who is this guy?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, "Was like he's like biggest star in Japan." And he's like, oh, "Okay, like The Rock." And I'm like, "Yeah, like The Rock." <laughs> yeah, like uh, the rock. I was like, "Yeah, like yeah, The Rock." Like The Rock. <laughs> uh, like Rocky Johnson, who's out here in these streets, like him. Yeah, uh, you know it's funny. Ronan Mike clips in the chat says, uh, "Hardwire your PC." Shit is hardwired. I don't know what's been going on with my internet the last couple of nights. Ethernet cable right here. You look at my bottom right connection. It's literally hardwired. I don't know hard what the hell's wire. going on. Hardwired nah, and hard body, they, baby. Xfinity did some like maintenance in my neighborhood like a week ago, and it's been awful since. It's bad. Uh, and so I don't know what's been going on, but I saw. Speaking of you being down there, I saw they tried to put you on that summer jam screen with the little Judas. As soon as Judas hit, there's like, "Where's where Washington at? Find him. Let's see him." Put the camera right in his grill. They tried to put you on the summer jam screen, but you did not falter, Will Washington. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you <laughs> sticking to the guns. You, you know what's funny you about not catching I, me singing Judas? <laughs> you you, you know what's funny about when I saw that though, and and I I you know. Um, so when I talked to you later, when I saw you again, and we and, and you were talking about it, I, look, I was looking at the tweets. I was like, "Hey, guess where I was when Judas was uh, was playing? <laughs> out out in the lobby getting food." <laughs> That's your thing. You've done this before. No, I, I it came up, and I'm like, they tried to put mm-hmm. my boy on the summer jam screen. Tried to get like, him national nope. pay per view. I don't. Uh, <laughs> nah. I'll say this though, I because I, I, remember that argument last year about uh, entrances and, mm-hmm. and Ham had started that argument over whether or not Judas as an entrance is more over than Shinsuke's entrance, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Nah, Shinsuke's the most over entrance of all time." Disagree. Yeah, wow. I've been in a lot of crowds. Hard. Disagree. Judas is without question the most over entrance theme song I think in the history of theme songs. I think mm-hmm. the fact that there's history. no like whoa 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 history look. The fact that there are no essentially like repeating lyrics in the song, but fans can sing the whole fucking thing like that. Name another to place that's happened before where fans will sing every lyric of the song and you have a whole arena doing it. That hasn't happened before. And... I mean, I, I do agree it's more over than the Shinsuke theme, but in history, yeah, I don't think it's more over than the Austin theme. I think yeah, the I don't Austin think it's like if there's Austin, no lyrics to that. Like that's the thing. If Austin, Austin had lyrics. It, it didn't be need, singing it, those it, shit. it. The glass yeah. pot. The he glass had lyrics at one point, and what? And people wasn't going. The, the lyrics were trash too. They would. They will. Like people weren't doing that. If they listened to that song for three years straight, they would. No, they won't. Well, see, I don't. I don't think people need to sing the Austin theme for it to be over. I feel like right. the Austin theme is the Austin theme. It's one of the yeah. most recognizable wrestling themes ever. Sure, I just like mean as American, a song. You know, I don't know. I just mean, but again, crowds wasn't going when it comes crashing down. <laughs> and it, like people were doing that. No chance in hell. I think it's about. <laughs> Listen, if I'm in an arena and they start singing, I'm a real American. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 
I am going home, bro. <laughs> at, this, at this point, seriously, if it's in the first match, like, all right, nice knowing you. I'm out of here, bro. I'm not well, sticking around for this. <laughs> like, no chance in hell, I think, is probably up there. I would think no chance in hell is up there as, like, one of the most over-themed songs, like, ever in terms of like people sing that shit look i don't like jericho and i don't like vince but like i recognize when things are over and like people will sing no chance in hell people do that shit when i say over when i say over theme song what i mean is like people have the willingness to go learn the lyrics and then be singing it that shit on camera people be listening to that shit not at the stadium yeah Man. And like, of course, Austin is like one of the most over wrestlers ever. Like, and, and the glass shattering is an over thing. But I just mean as a song that people are obviously listening to outside of the show in order to learn the lyrics. It's Jericho. Like, they, they, I don't think it's close. Jake Salazar says, "Just make sure Reg doesn't get my money with that blasphemy." Uh, talking about <laughs> the Bucks again. The uh, Bucks are the greatest of all time, bro. There wouldn't we wouldn't have we wouldn't be talking about this show without the fucking Young Bucks. We're AEW shills, on, and so, they created so, the kick. fucking show. Hey, Kennedy Moore, this is a, a great shout. He says, hey, guys, first time Super Chat. Got to go to my first ever wrestling oh, show last Wednesday shit. for Blood nice. and Guts, Dark Elevation, and Rampage. Best Hot. night of my life. Ooh, what a night to go, right? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> great hell um, of a lineup. Uh, yeah, I got a, a text from... Thanks. From my my wife's cousin, who was like, "Hey, don't you got the hookup on tickets? Uh, <laughs> don't you got the hookup on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, "I'm trying to go," and I'm like, <sighs> mm-hmm. "Either way, my my wife's cousin ended up going, but um, yeah. the uh, and they had a great time too. Awesome. Um, so that was cool. Detroit. Oh yeah, because Detroit. That's right. Yeah, my wife's from Detroit, so yeah, um, got to go and. Uh, I mentioned I've been to Little Caesars Arena one time, and it was for Disney on Ice. Uh, so I don't, I don't know Little Caesars Arena like that, but it is a nice arena. Like the one time I was there, it is a very nice arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, we got Brent Lockman says, "Happy Grapsity, uh, Grapser Day." Ah, I like that, ah, uh, okay. gentlemen. Anything more badass than Brody choking Darby out, dropping him, and then his <laughs> own band bro. starts playing through the PA? I yes. know that was really cool. California, baby. Just... Brody King, we out here. I'm I'll, Anytime my California boys get to get a shine, I love it. I love Brody King winning this match because I think he's a, a viable contender. Uh, people see him and they're like, badass. Going to be great. John Moxley always works well with guys like this, too. So mm-hmm. it's a great thing. That that finish was awesome he choked down darby hung him over the thing and dropped him beautiful i loved it really great uh, finish i really like the royal rampage by the way that really was fun yeah. yeah that was fun yeah i'm gonna talk about that in a minute i have that as one of the topics dream ninja mm-hmm. says quick shout out to the ftr watch grab city piece <laughs> um yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, it threw me off. Uh, I had my question prepared. I was about to ask about the music, and uh, I, I like so. I, I one of the things when I go to media scrums is that uh, I will, you know, that they they told us like I think two scrums ago that we want they wanted us to start introducing ourselves and yeah. stating our platform. So that's where mm-hmm. that comes from. Because people are like, why do you guys do that when we didn't do that before? It's kind of a recent thing they asked us to do it, and so. Um, if Sean's there and he's been there most of the times, I won't say I'm representing Fightful. Uh, I'm usually representing Grap City. That's usually what I'll say. But Sean, uh, I've been going in place of Sean the last two shows. And so I say, well, Washington, Fightful. And so that's what I said this time. 
uh, when I introduced myself. And then, yeah, Cash just chimes in. He's like, Grapsity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Cash Knife. Hey, yeah. bro. The brand. Yeah. The brand is strong, I, yeah, baby. Like, yeah. If you could see it, because it was like, Will was sitting in the front row and he asked this, and I was behind him, like, catacord Tim standing next sitting next to the aisle and so when this happened i was like wait what, what? <laughs> and so <laughs> and like it was almost like when you watch anime when somebody's shocked by something they like fall over like that's almost what it looked like i was like yo what <laughs> yeah that was cool oh, Shout out, uh, uh, that little eight seconds view that eight second video went viral there's like fifty thousand views i'm like why do you guys like this so much you tony, guys like grapsity why watch us baby yeah. what's up we out here. tony's face during this exchange is oh still hilarious so good to me. oh that was yeah. the best part i think yeah. <laughs> he's just like yeah it was, it was good, it was good stuff. uh it's, it threw me off though because i'm like what the hell is my question because i didn't write Seriously, it down i had bro, it like mentally what? prepared and i'm like i don't remember what i was supposed to ask theme music theme music get back on theme music. and i love how our supporters are just like there's a couple people that have been like yeah everybody in AEW watches your show i'm like how do you know that <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey we got some uh good interviews coming up next week by the way so, oh yeah uh, we do hey, man. yeah um yeah. Yeah, but... by the way so i want to again back to back back to back script scrum for your boys and every here. time there's a scrum who like who is about it you know who who uh y'all got see. to talk to okada i'm jealous i would have i wish Damn. i could have been in that I, scrum because i don't you know what there, though, bro i i fucking okay your man's a fucking chicken here because i have to tell you <laughs> that uh so what was the order of um of questions right so i know it was moxley and then who came after moxley the hell, I don't remember. No, Moxley wasn't first, right? Moxley was. Yeah, I was about to say Moxley wasn't first. No, uh, um, Jay White was first. Jay White was first. Okay, so this mm. is what happened. So I had my question prepared for Tony. The question I ended up asking at the end—that was the question I was going to ask, right? So I raised my hand, and they were like, "Okay, Will, you're next." And then Jay White walks in, and I'm like, and so they had the mic prepared to hand to me. Oh shit! And Jay White walks in, and I'm like, okay. I have seen Jay White in these press scrums. Jay White is the absolute best at it, but he rips people apart. I don't have the question prepared for that. And so they like hand them up to me and I'm like, no, don't give me this. <laughs> no, I don't want this. Because like, I was already, because they had already picked me to a- ask the next question for Tony. And then Jay White walked in and Jay White's like, you know, going crazy about his belt, not having a, um, a thing because his belt fell over and he's like cutting a promo on everybody about the belts and he's just pissed off. And I'm like, I'm not asking Jay White a question right now. Yeah, I don't like. I'm I'll... not prepared for this. I was prepared <laughs> more for like. Um, <laughs> I was more prepared for the out of character kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Jay like, White comes in fi- firing no, off all cylinders. Yeah, bro. Jay yeah, White. Yeah, no. Jay White comes in firing, and so they're like, "All right, who's first? And they go to hand me the mic, and I'm like, "Nah." No. <laughs> I, I almost turned into Gato at one point when dude asked him that question about being the best leader. I started to ask for the mic, like, "Yo, he's the best leader of Bullet Club. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Yeah, I no, it. I wasn't. Like I said, I, I I'm more prepared for the out of character kind of stuff. I had questions, and I had a question that's, for Thunder Rosa, but they didn't get to me. That's um, actually but, super funny that you say that because like New Japan, they they are the kings of media scrums. Like they, they do are. it after every show. Like that's yeah, and, and, their and thing, Jay you know? White is, the, is Jay White. Yeah, fucking he know, he and, knows and, what this is about to be. And about. I know Jay White well <laughs> enough to know I'm not the guy for this one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when they handed me the mic, uh, shout out John Schneider going to hand me the bike. I went, nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't, I don't know back. if you guys have noticed this, but this is how great John Moxley is. Um, after the media scrums at most uh, New Japan shows, they have like the beer or the shim up there. And of course, you know, John Moxley is a recovering alcoholic. So he brought a case of like that sports drink. I don't know mm. if everybody else noticed that reference, but I noticed it right away. I was like, Moxley's the man. Like he's he just he's I didn't so catch cool. the reference, but I knew that was on alcoholic beer, but I didn't realize why that was. But that's But yeah, cool. most most times champions win at New Japan. They come in and they have the beer set up for them at the media scrum and he brought his own non alcoholic drink. I was like I love it. Mox is Mox is that dude. He's doing the a best. he's doing a post New Japan AEW show and so I was like, Come on, man. The best. Uh, now, I had a question for Okada. I didn't get a chance to ask it, but mm-hmm. Watching him in that scrum, I was like, this is why Okada is the guy. guy. He's like suited up. He's like, Mm -hmm. he looks like the guy. He looks like every bit of the guy you want representing your your company, even without a belt. Yep. He just has that aura. (laughs) Uh, And man, all the ladies around, by the way. uh, And I was surrounded by about... About six in my vicinity, right? <laughs> Speaking of anybody who was like, "Oh, Forbidden Door is a, a, a sausage fest." Um, that at least for where from where I sat, uh, I literally had multiple nearby me. Lost my hearing for a second at the screams for Okada. It was <laughs> that loud. <laughs> I, like when that coin drop hit and he hit the stage, the screaming was yeah. so loud. No, Okada's out here. He's yeah. the man. Yeah. He he doesn't need a belt to be over. I saw people not. saying it was a mistake to put the the title on Jay White, which is kind of sacrilege. Bro Jay could White's never be IWGP champion again, and he's set for life. I'll say this: I don't think it was a mistake to put it on Jay White as a whole, but I think it would have meant more if Okada had walked in as champ uh, to Forbidden Door than Jay I think White. so too. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't think that it would have because of the story coming into it because of Jay White uh, basically taking shots at Kenny Omega for months and mm-hmm. basically interrupting and taking over the announcement for Forbidden Door. That was the, that was the story. He was going to come in and spoil this thing. He's, He's the guy. a spoiler. I, I know. <laughs> I just feel like for the for the fans for what New Japan is for who we wanted to see from New Japan. Mm-hmm. I still think that. Um, it would have meant more, but I get for the story that Jay yeah. White walking in made sense. But for the story, like... this make Jay White makes more sense. But kind of for the moment, Okada could have been a big yeah. Thing Okada yeah. would have felt I... more like the guy with yeah. the belt. Right. Like I, I feel like had things turned out in like a perfect scenario, it would have been Okada holding one belt and Punk, Punk. holding the other, yeah. and then we didn't really get that. Maybe, uh, maybe but I guess I just feel like. Yeah. Uh, the bragging rights of when Kenny comes back of Jay White going like, no, this is me. I was IWGP champion. I was a man. You weren't even your, here. Your million dollar <laughs> gate show. And the first show was New Japan and you were not here. I am yeah. the guy. I am the catalyst. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nathan says, you're in Chicago. There are 9,000 Mexican joints Talk open until three in the morning. I didn't know that. No, I'm about to get some Mexican food in Chicago. What's up? Look, my trips to Chicago have been Hoffman Estates, which ain't Chicago, and don't have Mexican open at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. But being finally at the the United Center, which, by the way, like, I just felt like I was in a historic place. It feels like 
man, I've been here a million times. And, <laughs> like, don't understand why I'm geeking out over here. I'm like, this Bro, is a thousand Jordan. Jordan played here. in here. Jordan that, was up that, in here. That, that's not why I said that. I said I've been here a thousand times because this is home. But listen, <laughs> again, Punk coming out and looking around at, like, the banners and, like, this is home, six rings, um, Chicago Blackhawks, this is home. And so watching that stuff, like, I'm legitimately tearing up because – Look, this is this is home. Like we're it's outside, home. bro. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't live in Hoffman Estates. I don't Let's live in go, Rosemont. I live go. on the south side. South we're side home. of Chicago. <laughs> mm, where all great. the best rappers come from. Let's go, baby. <laughs> hey, Chance the Rapper is fucking killing it right now, too. Chance huh? came out with crazy? a dope record with Joey, yeah. man. Lupe dropped a banger of an album yeah. this this week. Not look, Chicago. we're winning, bro. Back to yeah. back. You know yeah. what though? I, I while driving through Chicago on my way, that was the thing getting me through finding that parking spot was I was listening to Lupe the whole way. Um, and I forgot. I actually had a little story. He paints for... a great picture of Chicago, that's for sure. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what, though? As much as, like, people kind of harp on Lasers for being a more commercial-type album, I'll say this. Uh, it came out at the right time for me because it came out right around the time my daughter was born. And mm-hmm. so um, the song coming up specifically, like, really kind of helped – guide me into like the dad i wanted to be there's a lot of lines in that song that really resonated with me um uh and i don't know just uh, it came on while i was driving and it had been a long time since i'd heard it and it was just a reminder of how much that album was like right place right time for me when Mm -hmm. it came yeah, um, I could be I could be biased, but I don't think that Lupe has a bad album. I don't think Lupe I don't think Lasers is a bad album. It is one of his. It's just not. Albums. It's just what people weren't expecting from Lupe. That's all. Yeah, it is. Yeah. it's one of his weakest albums, but it's not yeah. a bad album. And mm-hmm. I mean, it has words I've never said on there, which is one of his best records. So my, one of my favorite. Uh, uh, it's a B side of Lasers, but it's I'm beaming. That's like legit one of my top five Lupe. Why songs. is that song not time. on the album? I don't know why it's, it's not like. Track, but yeah, yeah, it Beeman is. Like, is Absolutely one of his best records as well. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I had a super chat that scrolled off the screen and I feel really bad about it because it was from Cole. And uh, and I love Cole. And... Cole. Cole was agreeing with me about hating Dwayne Wade, by the way. Oh. <laughs> There's oh, that. What D-Wade did to yeah. y'all, man. Come on, Cole, Damn. baby. <laughs> um, RH says, you can count on high standards from Phil with his writing takes and late night food choices i mean also grab city is the best pod going today i Thank mean you. double i mean double i mean we out here baby yeah and phil yeah. is definitely out here he in these streets he he's celebrating he's still celebrating your birthday right it's lit still yeah. oh, jake man, said reg i ain't never heard nobody <laughs> sing along to no disturbed <laughs> <laughs> you never been to a disturbed show jake <laughs> i get down the with the time. sickness come on man i'll get down with it i i am gonna disagree with you dean because i see you saying food and liquor 2 is a weaker album i don't agree food and liquor 2 has uh put them up on it which is fire it has form uh, follows it, function on it which is also long. fire it's all like that song is fucking great i just don't like when people be doing these long ass projects and and that was one of them um uh, Jake also says, I'm a real American fight for the rights uh, of every man. Uh, come on, Phil, finish it off. <laughs> I am uh, I am absolutely not finishing absolutely it. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I love no, no, it. No. Uh, and he says, I, uh, Reg, he says, I ain't hear no Young Bucks drop Grapsity by name, but all right, Reg. <laughs> Uh, Orion Ben says, hey, Jake. Uh, okay, you got me this time, Jake. Grab City, Cash Wheeler approved. <laughs> um, and he says, it showed who knew Japan, uh, or who was in JPW when Jay White went off. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, nah, so Fabulous, man. So talking about the show itself really quick, last yeah. thing. Um my match of the night, and I said this, I told people this, and I was like, I'm not being ironic when I say that the match I'm most looking forward to is Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. That is yep. the match I was most excited about, and mm-hmm. they didn't let me down. Uh I had a blast with that match. Uh from start to finish. I appreciated that Orange Cassidy came in into it and ham and uh i don't know there was there was nothing the the story of the match but orange cassidy still incorporated all of his shtick into the story uh but it's a ton of it had all the action you could want it had all of the uh the story you could want i was about in the chat uh 4.5 by Meltzer. whatever it's a five for me it's numbers. Yeah, no, this match was amazing. Uh, Will Ospreay, I mean, Will Ospreay was going to be there, so there wasn't one second that I doubted this wasn't going to bang because he can do it with anybody. Um, yeah, I just, I exactly what you said. I love how Orange Cassidy still brought his little kicks and everything, which incorporated even more into the spots. Uh, the Kawada kick spot was amazing. People that was amazing. Crazy when they realized what was happening. So, yeah, I think these two work together really well. Orange Cassidy's been working this. He used to work this style a lot. I hate I saw someone do an interview. Somebody, one of the wrestlers did an interview talking about Orange. It was Matt Hardy. He's talking about Orange. He was like, oh, Orange Cassidy doesn't have to do anything. Something he was saying, like, it was discrediting. He was trying to credit Orange Cassidy while discrediting him because, like, Orange Cassidy's shtick is, like, he's still working. He's still wrestling. He's still, it's not like, oh, he's lazy. That means he's lazy. No, being, like, he has to work to be lazy in a wrestling match and like to make his shit work. Like he doesn't get enough credit for the things that he does. And right here, it was on display. This was amazing, man. Will Ospreay is quite possibly to a lot of people, the wrestler of the year, every match that he has bangs. Uh, he had, he did this, he did the shit with Moxley. He's done this, some shit in West coast pro with Titus Alexander. He's done some shit uh, with Nick Wayne and GCW. Like this guy is incredible. I wasn't surprised that he did this with orange Cassidy. And I agree too. My match of the night, this was tremendous. <laughs> Bang! No, tremendous. I, I knew they were going to kill it. I, I when uh, when it was announced and people were like, "Oh, this match," I was like, "Are you guys kidding me? This match is going to be very good." Mm-hmm. And so it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And actually, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, honestly, it. Yeah, I think it was absolutely the best match on a card. Um, yeah, I. I if on Brian a card was- full of fire, you know. You know, maybe tear up a little bit, by the way, Um, because, again, uh, taking a little bit of a dig at at people who who talk about WWE guys Mm -hmm. when uh, during the media scrum, when Claudio's uh, taking questions and Claudio says, uh, I this feels like home already. And he right. said, because I got backstage and he was mentioning all these people that he already knew. He was like, I saw Orange Cassidy. Um, and guys, if you weren't aware, these two go way back. Uh, Super go way back, back to Chikara, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Bryce uh, Rimsberg, his homie. Bryce Rimsberg, like him and mm-hmm. Bryce Rimsberg are tight. Like yep. I, I took I took the picture. I tagged the two of them. And then Bryce, you stole my picture and didn't credit me for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you still lifted it right off my Twitter, Bryce Rimsberg. I and love it it. didn't. Uh but mm-hmm. uh you, Bryce Rimsberg uh mm-hmm. knows 
Claudio quite well. Like Claudio, yeah. he mentioned that he walked into this locker room. Chuck Taylor, said, all the people from Chikara, like he has history with a bunch of wrestlers here, and not just from WWE, like from before WWE. Yeah, so. that, that's what I mean. People who have never worked <laughs> in WWE, Claudio, mm-hmm. he said it felt like homie, that it felt like a reunion almost. Essentially walking into this locker room and seeing all these people that he's known from pretty much all walks of his career. And mm-hmm. he said it was a no-brainer for him because he knew all these people. And like, I almost turned up a little bit, though, when he said that because he's like, it, it just made sense. I fit here. I knew. Um, that was hey, le- legit. No-brainer is a great way to describe that because it was like Claudio's, like, when he got wait, released wait, from over there, he didn't do it. Like, you know, what's up? Am I throwing unnecessary shade at Bryce Remsburg because I'm being told Bryce did thank me for it? Um why so, are you doing Bryce so, like that, man? Shame on you, man. Damn. So Bryce is just trying to get you credit. This episode is people trying to get you to calm down and not take shots at people. Shame on you. <laughs> Why are you doing Bryce like that? All right, let's like see. That? Let's let's see. Because I, all right, if he did, my bad. Either way, I was joking anyway. Yeah, but definitely. Um, of course. Uh. Oh yeah, but shit, uh, yeah. Claudio, he showed up. That yeah, he did. Lit. Okay, I I, mi- I missed that. You're right. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. I I did a search for William RBR uh, in, uh, in Bryce Rimsburg's Twitter, and he only did. So thank you, Nick, for pointing. Uh, and Bryce says that uh, that Fifty Cent uh, video. He's like, "Fuck me, what?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. Why you say fuck me? <laughs> what I did. Um, so okay, all right, all right. Bryce gave me credit. So thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Um, but either way, the uh, uh, great show. The, but yeah, yeah look, great man, show. Y'all got y'all got to put some respect on Orange's name, man. He gets he gets some of the loudest pops at at, at uh, shows. He's one of the most over baby faces in the company. Nah, man. Yeah, everybody that tries to make their Orange Cassidy jokes, either they don't watch the show or they just they just hate the product. Right. And I'm and like, how, yo, it it is what it is. How about friend of the show, cousin of the show in this pre-show match? How amazing was this fucking swerve in their glory pre how swerve was like on swerve was in his 10, bag. man oh my god he hey. was like let me show y'all niggas how it is done and this was how it was done right here swerve oh, was shit. in his bag for sure i feel mm. like he had one of the best performances of the night i yep. really like that tag match yeah um i i kind of want to see him fight despy one-on-one at this point definitely definitely they have some great chemistry together and uh, Swerve's going to be uh, him and Keith this Wednesday facing uh, Butcher, uh, Butcher and the Blade, yep. which is a perfect matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, when you think about the the just the size comparison, like if there was, I guess, an AEW white counterpart mm-hmm. counterpart to uh, the Swerve in our glory is Butcher yep. and the Blade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's actually perfect putting those two up against each other. Uh, so that should be good. As like I, I get excited for this stuff because, um, granted, while I've specifically said I don't want to know like results and things like that, like um, I, I've told Swerve before plenty of times, don't, don't tell mm-hmm. me. Uh, uh, you know, I'll be like, I'll, I'll message him like, hey, I got a good feeling about tonight, mm-hmm. and, but otherwise, don't tell me about victories, don't tell me about none of that stuff. But uh, I have some kind of inklings as to where things are heading with Swerve and Keith Lee and like I'm excited about it. Uh so if 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 you read my predictions on ble- on on uh Bleach Report for the all out card, I believe that those guys will be wrestling each other at that show. 
Mm-hmm. Just a hunch. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's going to be fire. I, so, I yeah. also predicted, because I was like, I think the, the women's match will be Rosa versus Sheeta. And Sheeta's back. So I was like, Sheeta's come back. on, man. Book the, but book she's got to go. She's got to go back, back. For, uh, for Summer Sun Princess, like, next week. Which so. looks like an amazing show. That's um, turning out to be an amazing show. And, uh, look, man, but it, also, Thunder Rosa's on that card, too. So, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, look, she'll be back. And Willow Nightingale's yeah. on that card too. Yeah, so. <laughs> looks looks amazing. If you guys mm-hmm. want to watch it, of course you can watch it on Wrestling Universe. If you're not a Tokyo Joshi Pro fan, Wrestling Universe is such a great deal. It uh, is, and and it's and you get a free trial. So if you wait until the day of the show, you can technically watch it for free. Um, you get them free trials, baby. You can't, you can't beat but that. But you get so much content. With Wrestle Universe, they ain't even a sponsor. You get a shit ton of content here. Like, yep, I, I pulled them up to watch. Um, fucking ddt and dragon gate no what, what's the one that ninja mac was in noah sorry yeah, i pulled up to watch noah and yeah great service mm-hmm. a lot of great content on there if you want to get some non-new japan japanese wrestling in your life speaking yes. of japanese wrestling um shout out to tam nakano had an amazing steel cage match this mm-hmm. uh, the same week as forbidden door with uh nuts boy really good match and then they turned around and had a rematch at corrigan hall and it was even better um mm-hmm. Tam Nakano is killing it right now. Like just seeing where she came from, from like Oedo Tai of being like kind of the mascot to being like a a white belt champion to being like one of the best wrestlers in stardom. Tam Nakano is up, man. Awesome. Uh, so other things to talk about. Uh, Blood and Guts happened this past week, uh, and Blood and Guts saw um, blood and guts. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> we saw somebody's guts. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody's. Um, of course, we came out of that show with some uh, injuries, though. Uh, oh God! We saw Santana is hurt. I mean, that's the thing. Is what's so interesting to me about um, injuries in general. Uh, I've said this before, but you would think that the more dangerous the match, the more likely the injury, right? But, like, Santana didn't get hurt off of anything that was specific to the match. Right. Um, it was yeah. something he would have done in any other match. And, it's toss. Yeah. If there was one ring with no cage, he same thing, same result. So, right. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunate. But otherwise, it was quite a showing. Uh, I thought that... It's crazy. And interesting, interesting along that lines too. I saw our homie SRS talking a little bit about the relationship between Santana and Ortiz and how it's been a little bit. Because I actually, I've been think, kind of thinking the same thing. I've been saying that Santana's been taking some independent bookings and doing some things kind of outside of, you know, the the tag team with with Ortiz. So um, he was saying that there could maybe be some troubles in the water. I don't know. He could have been just talking and nobody really knows anything that happened, but I have thought the same thing. I have thought that the kind of relationship between everything involving like them and their group has been kind of interesting. I don't want to say weird, but it's been interesting the last couple of weeks. So, and then th- for this to happen, it's just like the worst, like this Honestly, sucks, I've but... had that. I've had that inkling since really like January because right. that was like back at Terminus when Santana yeah, came out and challenged exactly. uh, Jonathan Gresham. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it has felt like he's definitely, he probably does see singles. Uh, he probably does have singles aspirations. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, you're 100% allowed to, you know? Yeah, I, definitely. Um, 
I almost feel bad a lot of times for Angelo Dawkins, the amount of times I hear people who are like, Montez Ford is it. Montez Ford is about to be the biggest star in the world. Montez Ford, Montez Ford. I love Montez Ford, and I think that man has all the We agree. But, but man, (laughs) dude, I shed a little tear for Angelo Dawkins every single time somebody is like, Montez Ford is the future, and can't wait to see him break off. And I'm like, Because it's like, that's the part that drives me crazy. It's like, he can... Uh, Mon- fucking Angelo could be there too with him. Like it doesn't have to be. You know how the company break a- is. Though. If it's WWE, yeah. they have to break up. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty did it. That's the only way you get a guy. That's not the only way you get a guy over. But you know, but I, I do feel like Montez, like he definitely Montez is going up. There's nothing yeah, that's gonna is. stop him. Right, know? he's gonna yeah. be the guy. But like, so I, I see it from tag teams, and like I yeah. suppose between Santana and Ortiz, like uh, if I saw singles. A singles career for one of them it is probably santana uh yeah and he probably sees that in himself too uh as far as the match yeah. itself was concerned again it was uh, electric the whole time like it this it was really electric the the atmosphere uh in detroit detroit came through as a crowd uh i it is one of those things where what they said that the um the top three shows uh tv shows attendance wise uh, thus far, as far as crowds are concerned, were number one was L.A., uh, number two was Baby, California, the, the SmackDown Go Home Show to WrestleMania in Dallas. Uh, so I mean, and that makes sense. You had yeah. all of the Dallas travelers in Everybody's town. Everybody's there. It was the night before WrestleMania. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Um, and then number three was this Detroit show, and like, but L.A. and Detroit were particular because uh, they were deprived for a long time every single time a new AEW show got announced you look in the comments the first comment was when y'all coming to la when y'all come to detroit when you come to la when you come to Mm -hmm. detroit and uh i personally and shout out to being wrong i personally thought if they were going to run detroit and of course i lived in detroit for a little while i say detroit but it was maybe like 30 minutes outside of detroit but uh Hell, I went to a barber shop in Flint, so maybe not <laughs> close at all. But either way, lived in Michigan for a while. And I thought going to Little Caesars Arena was ambitious for them because I'm like, that's a big arena. That's one of the newest arenas in America. Um, I maybe would start with something a little bit smaller, maybe look at some of the arenas in Ann Arbor. I don't know. But I think going for the biggest one in Detroit, the arena, that feels ambitious. That feels like a lofty goal. They fucking did it, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Detroit was, was ready for this shit. And it was already sold before the majority of the tickets were sold before they announced Blood and Guts. Uh, it they did well, and but yeah, they were going crazy during this match. It atmospherically reminded me. I won't say match wise it did, but atmospherically it reminded me of uh, Wrestle War '92, and mm-hmm. uh, which of course Tony Khan has called his favorite match of all time. Yeah, uh, but hearing just the fans just screaming the whole time and going crazy for each spot countdown everything like yeah. they were just lit for all of it yeah, yeah. so that was a great time. their favorite wrestler to get in yeah that was great great atmosphere for sure speaking of going crazy have to give the acclaim their flowers i saw them do three entrances between forbidden door and friday <laughs> you guys what oh, they is are super it? over they bro. are like, it's every crazy. time his, their music hits the crowd goes 
not crazy. Crazy. I know the right. open the the opening, uh, the, the alarm at the start. Like every that single time, it's a it's like not just like yeah, it's like huge. Like oh my god, we're so excited for the eclipse. They are super. Yeah, no, nah, and honestly, this is the time to kind of start to turn and face. Uh, yeah. but don't yeah. change anything about the act. No, just, keep it exactly you, the same. Yeah, yeah. but and you I know what? They've though? already it's started because, turning them. Yeah, uh, and breaking them off from the ass boys. Um, but the hard part is like. Look, there are a few things that pop me better than Scissor Me Daddy Ass, but <laughs> Scissor Me Daddy Ass is the scissor funniest me fucking phrase. And, yeah, no, like, I agree, and, though, and Phil. I think they've been... like, every time he does it, it pops me. I think he, they've been setting this up for a while because the face turn, because anytime you say the name of where you're at and you're being, you know, you're being genuine about it, like they've been mm-hmm. setting this up with Anthony Bowens being like wherever we are, he says it, and he says for you guys to help. That's babyface stuff. Like a hill's not it gonna, is. you know, what I mean, I, like I, so. I think I think the way that they wisely although the had, New Age Outlaws had their stick as heels for a long time, yeah, but eventually <laughs> people loved it so much that they had to turn. But them they face. turned them. But they turned a back heel. Like their last run in well because Road Dog sucks. Yeah, their last their last run is heels. Uh, in 2000, they were heels and like they tried right. to change up some stuff, but like, oh, when they put them the... back with Triple H, too, yeah, like, they yeah, made yeah, him Triple yeah. H's lackeys, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and Road Dog like tried to change up some stuff where he's like, the new age outlaws always kick that she is knit doggy mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. with all your mamas, yeah, and, like, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> with all your mamas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I won't get into the, the Road Dog slander that I have welling up in my stomach right now, but. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what though? Road Dog talked this week about uh, the. He talked about his jealousy of the Rock, and you know what? You can feel it. You could feel it. I said like I knew it. What? I already hold knew on, that. hold on. What he talked about? How one of the first things he did uh, when he was uh, when he was born again and all of that is you have to. Um, uh, you know, did he think the that, uh, uh, did he think you, the Rock was taking a spot because no, you're not the Rock? You're comparing well, so what to he the said Rock. Was, uh, he, Are you drunk? What he said was, uh, you know, when he reformed and all of that, one of the first things they have you do is reach out to people that you've wronged. Uh, and he said that uh, he reached out to The Rock because he felt like um, he, he knew deep down he was jealous of The Rock uh, in the 90s and 2000. And yeah, no he shit. Did, and he did, uh, he did a lot of what he could do to, like, sabotage The Rock back then. Uh, didn't work. Him, and, him and his boys were absolutely sabotaging The Rock. But, it didn't but work. No, but you know what, though? I remember there's a specific promo where the where Road Dogg, and this was back in the day of, like, you know, not fully scripted promos where people just kind of mm-hmm. spoke shit. And I remember the Road Dogg cut a promo where he was like, Rock, I'm going to leave you in a pool of your own talentless puke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like... He he always spoke in a way that like tried to cut deep at the rock. That's, um, that's why I said you could tell. Um, yeah, you yeah. could tell back then. And so but when it's he said like, that, we don't week, beneath, believe you. We need more people like Road Dog. It's the ain't rock. No, ain't nobody here to see you, Road Dog. No way, not <laughs> at all. Not one person is in here. Yeah, um, it's a, yeah, that's hilarious. But, no, his whole crew was kind of jealous because I mean we yeah. heard the backhand st- back back stories of the rock of don't Triple like H nobody over he don't like Shawn michaels he don't like true he don't like none of them people no Shawn michaels tried to stop wrestlemania 15 from happening yeah look i have these conspiracy theories in my brain that um you know rock stepped away from wrestling for seven years but those were the exact seven years that Shawn michaels was back and, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Nah, he and wasn't, he wasn't Shawn Michaels retired in 2010. Why'd The Rock return to, re- and Rock return to wrestling in 2011? It's been in my brain for a long time. Those numbers that, are adding up. That's that, not like, too crazy of a conspiracy theory. Right, like Shawn returned in 2002, yep. and all of a sudden mm-hmm. Rock's like, I think I'm going to do movies. I'm going to try the Scorpion King thing. <laughs> he didn't come back that whole time, and then mm-hmm. Shawn retires 2010, and suddenly in 2011, Rock's like, I think I could do wrestling again. I don't yeah. know. I, I find it a little weird. I think they talked a little bit two- in 2004 that they could possibly have a match together. I think there was a little chatter, but Rock Maybe. was never going to do that. But yeah. Rock was asked, and he straight up was like, in the kindest yeah. way possible, he's like, uh, you know, I'm not about working. Not for me. That. He was like, yeah. I want to work with the future. I, I don't really want to work with the past. Uh, and I think that was the way of saying <laughs> Wow. He was like, you know, he and that you know he was like you know putting over Sean John Cena and all that is like what he's here to do. But like people were like, what about Shawn Michaels? Like, uh, I think yeah, I'm gonna work with the younger talent. Um, but I think that was his way of just being like, look, I am not working with Shawn Michaels. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about that guy. Like right. that's the, not my guy. Hey, hey, oh, and he there's a story about him Shawn Michaels uh, acting like a dick to his grandma, to who's who, mm-hmm. the Rock's grandma who used to be a wrestling promoter. So yeah. that beef is forever. He's never gonna stop. Shout out. out. Shauna says, giving love to my guys. Forbidden Door made me need NJPW. Okada, my God. Uh, New Japan, just legit. Got a fan. Happy birthday, Phil. I'm glad that that happened. You know, the amount of people that the the talk about how um, is this going to create new fans? Uh, And I think people were really looking at it from AEW's perspective. It will create more AEW fans. But Mm -hmm. like. I think New Japan benefited here. I think there's a Definitely. lot of people who weren't yeah, aware so. of New Japan talent. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they, I, I recognize why people looked at it from an AEW perspective, but I think New Japan also uh, stood to gain a lot here and probably more. So, Agreed. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I think Zack Sabre coming out and having that match with Claudio is going to be beneficial for him. And mm-hmm. I think it's definitely setting up the match with Brian later. I think yeah. him cutting the promo afterwards of saying, no, I'm still the best technical wrestler in the world. Cause that what guy was that? There was no technical wrestling here. Were you I, swinging I, me around? <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved that promo. I just mm-hmm. love how... I just love how much of a dick this Zack Sabre is. I just love it. Like, he's like, whatever. I, I I wasn't beaten by a great technical wrestler. I love so the the, the promo, uh, the setup promo where he's doing the, he's backstage at New Japan and he's like, you want to know who the best technical wrestler is? It's fucking me. <laughs> it's fucking me. <laughs> yeah, him him at, during the New Japan Cup, which is one of my favorite <laughs> Zack Sabre um, runs, him winning the New Japan Cup. And after he beat... Uh, <laughs> After he beat Naito, he was like, yeah, now who's tr- Tranquilo, dickhead? <laughs> it's so great. So, man, I'm yeah. a big Zack Sabre fan. Um, I was sitting there during the Claudio match like, man, I really wish this was this was him versus Brian. Like, oh, man. Him versus Brian in the United Center would have been Would have been crazy on that card. Um, but Shibata was in the United Center. Again, Ooh. back to fucking back, goddammit. Yeah, Shibata in the United Center. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, I think for uh, uh, New Japan, who's trying still to constantly cross over to the American market, they have a big, you know, they're growing their following here. I think that show was a perfect way to be like, hey, when we come back with New Japan Strong, you're going to want to come to these shows because it's lit. Our guys Shibata was a great surprise. I wasn't expecting Shibata. Right. uh, But uh, back on the topic of blood and guts, though, uh, I think one thing I was really happy to see uh, was Moxley as champ again. Mm-hmm. Um, and how like kind of right it feels as he's making his way through the crowd with that belt. But 
That was only, despite having been champ almost a year, he's champ for nine months. That was only the second time John Moxley entered the crowd as champion. Moxley is already and, my favorite champion because yeah. he's doing what I want champions to do. Defend the fucking belt. He's already defending the belt. He's going to defend the belt way more often than anybody I, I, else. And I love that shit. I said this um, when, as soon as they announced the Rampage, or the Royal Rampage, I said that uh, one of the cool things about Moxley as champ was that but he is now the sixth AEW champion, if you count it. Um, but really, there's been five AEW champions. And that, to me, I feel like the most present champion that that belt has had was John Moxley, mm-hmm. as far as who was there. And, and like now we know in hindsight, Kenny was injured uh, yeah. through a lot of it. So like he was only going to have like major matches. But mm-hmm. like Moxley was out there. He defended the title against fucking Butcher. Yep. Like he had exactly. Match- I love he, that. Moxley was, if he was going to be there, Moxley is the type that if he's there, he's going to wrestle. And if he's going to have the championship, might as well defend it. Might as well and defend it. I'm wrestling anyways. I'm going to go over. So what's add this little bit of stakes. It, I, it makes the most sense. And so right. I feel like Moxley was a really present world champion. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, the first night as champion, they announced, hey, he's defending the belt next week after yep. having this blood and guts match this week. Love it. And I'm like, damn, we're going to get Moxley present as champion I'm again. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> I'm so go. excited about it. I love it. I, I, I did think it was very funny watching people online during Forbidden Door getting upset that Moxley was going to win. And I was like, of course Moxley's going to win because he's the guy that's going to be in the States to have the yeah. title. He's going to be the champion. Yeah. But, <laughs> Moxley said but, in the media scrum, one of the things he said there, and I appreciated it, was when he said that uh, when I asked him his question about. Um, I say, how does this compare to the other one you had in Chicago? Uh, man, your city is just it, right? But, you know, back the last time he won the title was in <laughs> Chicago at Wintrust Arena. And I said, how does this compare to walking out of Chicago last time with the championship? And he said, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but this was kind of the the culmination of my last six months, right? Like, you came back from uh, – and, and maybe it wasn't intended to be that way, but it happened – that way that he came back from rehab mm-hmm. and uh, he's worked his way back up and he became champ again. Like this is the payoff to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he said, sometimes things don't work out. Uh, he said, sometimes things work out in a weird way. And this is one of those cases where it worked out for him. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. This is the payoff to that. Awesome. It is. And I also, there's no way in the world that you don't have Mox were kind of heelish against possibly one of the greatest baby faces ever in Tanahashi. Right. Yeah, and, you can't. Yeah, of course the crowd was going to get into Tanahashi because he's Tanahashi. Like he's, Tana. he's, yeah. he's one of the greatest faces ever. So, um, watching the crowd um, latch on to Tanahashi and Mox then taking the cue to healing up, like that's what they were supposed to do. So people getting mad and going, they made the wrong choice. The crowd wanted Tanahashi to win. Of course the crowd wanted that's Tanahashi how this to win. Works. It's wrestling. It, 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 first of all, it's it's this is. This is Chicago, and we're thinking like this is Punk Spot. No, of course, a big part of Chicago didn't want him to win because this is this is supposed to be Punk's match, right. and it's smart to get Mox booed for set up with the match with Punk later. Right, mm-hmm. and Mox always kind of works more on the heelish side when it has to do with New Japan. It's like yeah. when it's New Japan stuff, he's always leaning more towards being a heel. Yeah, I I thought it was great that he came out with the Death Rider theme at first, and then mm-hmm. switched in a wild thing. I thought yeah. that was I, th- I thought that was a cool representation of the fact that he is New Japan and AEW. Right. That yeah. uh, he wasn't necessarily fully representing AEW here, um, and I enjoyed that. 
Mm-hmm. So next topic, let's talk about John it's cena john Uh, cena uh returned this past week monday night raw it was hyped up for weeks it was the 20th anniversary of the 16-time wwe champion he's held that belt right here the undisputed belt he held that belt right here he's never been booed ever all that Uh, was fake that that belt here and he held that belt. what did the homie brian gortz tweet about the other day he said that people only hated him because kids hated him or some shit or kids like you know what's funny is yeah. Well, you know, the weird thing is, uh, and you know, people were like, no, we didn't like him because uh, he changed up and became um, military kid man. friendly in, in all of that. And I, and I thought about that. Military man. And it was like, you know, it was. was uh, That's when I was done when he started doing all this. And so I'm like, all right, see you later, bro. Can't. I know. It's like you're promoting a movie. <laughs> it all happened around the time they were uh, when he started doing the salute and all that. But uh, so. John Cena, uh, 20 years. And he he, he did. Uh, he, of course, they talked a lot about that. That's the, the debut match with Kurt Angle. Uh, he came in and uh, kind of, I don't know. He, he had, look, I was a big John Cena guy. I was a big John Cena guy, pretty much. You could go back to the, the first podcast I ever did. And I... Uh, Part of the reason I even started podcasting, I can't believe I'm admitting this now, 17 <laughs> years later, was just to defend John Cena against internet people. Because, yeah. like, I felt like, look, there's a lot of, like, strong internet voices that are anti-John Cena, and I want to be pro-John Cena, and that was what, like, that was part of my presence back then. Even though I fully recognize why people didn't like John Cena. He was, uh, I I said on Twitter this week, John Cena almost created a whole new set of uh, hardcore wrestling fans Mm -hmm. because his wrestling was almost so clumsy Mm -hmm. upon his drafting to Raw that even like non-hardcore fans were noticing. Where like, uh, I posted a clip of his first Raw match that had just a bunch of like, weirdly timed spots and like stuff that didn't look good at all and it's like this was the wwe champion and i feel like there were a lot of people who saw that and were like this guy's wwe champion he can't fucking wrestle um and uh, that's why you can't wrestle chance started that's why that's where the chance started and i feel like uh and i feel like cena doesn't get enough credit for having shed that stuff very quickly i feel like by 2006 he was fine yeah um, but but people were but the you can't wrestle stuff pretty much but he started. learned that he didn't have to do so much i think yeah. that's what it was like the clip you're showing he's just trying to do too much and like if you just mm-hmm. kind of sit back and relax and become what he did then he figured out right. a formula to make it happen yeah right. but like i i i there's a lot that Cena did accomplish, and yeah. I think uh, seeing him this past week and seeing the adulation and the fact that, like, I think even Cena, sometimes it throws him off to not hear the boos anymore mm-hmm. um, because, like, he's talked about the fact that when he came out at Money in the Bank last year and he came out to do, the like, the he was trying to, to do the whole um, orchestrating the crowd thing, and they're not ch- singing John they're Cena. Like, no, stuff. we like you. And he's like... <laughs> Okay, uh, this is this is 
weird, but okay. Well, he rehabbed his shit going to do Peacemaker or whatever the fuck show. Which was fire. And all Peacemaker that shit. was yeah, a you know? great show. I mean, it is weird that he's like... Uh, and, and he pointed it out, too, that, like, kids still love John Cena. And yeah. he's like, there's a six-year-old in the crowd dressed as John Cena. And he's like, I was already 14 years into right. my career when yeah. this kid was born. What is mm-hmm. what is this? Uh, but kids still love Cena, and it doesn't make any Never sense. Fails. Because Cena really hasn't, like, been full-time in about five years. And actually almost six Almost six years. Since that what, kid was born. <laughs> what children even know John Cena, except mm-hmm. like from YouTube clips. Yep. Um, yeah, and of course, he made sure he interacted with as many people backstage as he could. Uh, he had the interaction with Theory behind the scenes, and or backstage, and people were like, this is the match. And no, it's not. Cause Did he do a dark match? Scene. No. What the, the fuck? Fucking Why the fuck did you have him there and not have him slam somebody? I don't get it. To To... To give him his flowers, um, I'm yeah, gonna say is, that's that what this is for. I, I am the I am the complete opposite of Will Washington. I was a big <laughs> John Cena hater, um, and I think a big part of why, like, like I, uh, like all the, the way to the point complete that complete opposite, like all the way to the point that I, when when people are like um, talk about your time as a lap fan, it was a it was a good chunk of Cena being on top of me being a lap fan because I just mm-hmm. didn't like Cena. Um, I didn't like I resented deeply resented him being this super ultra white guy taking on black culture and getting over and i was going there i was like yo they would never let a black wrestler do what this man is doing and get over and i hated it i hated him coming out to the rap thing i hated him coming out doing his funky bunk chads fucking freestyle i thought it was corny um and so when punk came back and cut the the pipe bomb that was what got me back into wrestling because of course i'm a punk guy and so i was like yes get him the fuck out of here and so <laughs> by the time money in the bank 2011 came and he beat him like that cemented me as a as a punk guy are you kidding me in chicago he hated cena too like yeah. like that's a big part of why i like punk um <laughs> and so yeah, so, and, but at the same time, I think Cena is doing this thing now where, like, almost when when Kobe retired and he had his retirement t- tour, I was a big Kobe hater as well because mm-hmm. I was, like, a, a, you know, I was a Jordan guy, and then I was yeah. an Iverson guy, too, so it's like, I wasn't a Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. And so, watching Kobe retire, it was like, man, I can't imagine watching basketball without Kobe Bryant. Right. Kobe Bryant has been playing my entire time mm-hmm. as a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's the same kind of thing with Cena where it's like I appreciate Cena a lot more now because it's like he gave me somebody to hate. He gave me this foil for me to be like, nah, I don't like this guy. And so like even like during the, the AJ stuff, like I was a big AJ guy when he first came in. When he was like, yo, beat up John Cena, I was like, yes. It's time. <laughs> and the good bros were there. I was like, yo, pack him up, bro. <laughs> exactly exactly what you're describing here is exactly how my life is with The Rock. Like when The Rock was the most was the biggest wrestler in the world, I was not a fan. You guys know me. I fucking loved I love spots. I love flips. I love shits. He wasn't doing that. I thought Honest, if I'm being completely honest, I thought most of his shtick was corny as fuck. He was telling people to drink shut up juice and just like I was like, what are you talking about? Most of the time I was like, I, I don't I don't get it. But in retirement, kind of going back and looking at things from, you know, 
a different perspective. Now I think he's great. I think a lot of the stuff that he did, I think his matches are great that he had back in the day. I think a lot of the stuff, I think still think a lot of shit you know, he did Rock was corny, get enough, but you know, he was a great, great talent for sure. You know what? Rock doesn't get enough credit, Choppy now. Uh, choppy. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You better call those Xfinity sons of... Oh, he's gone. But yeah, uh, I hope The Rock never hears what I just said because he's my number one on my list of no, wanting to interview. You're, he's you're definitely wild. I was a huge Rock fan. Like, <laughs> I just I was, wasn't a fan, man. Rock, I was, Rock was my number one guy at one point. Like I yeah. was a big Rock fan. I just wasn't. It wasn't for I, me I at the time. I, I don't know what's going on with my connection today, but uh, again, I can see you guys' facial expressions. That's whole- <laughs> 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 Damn it, man. Technology's beating our ass. It is. He's gone again. All oh, right. He's back. It, 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 am I good now? <laughs> am I okay? Yeah, you're good. Okay. For now. What I was trying to is that what I think Rock doesn't get enough credit for is his, um, his return in 2001. Because I feel like he hit a whole new athletic gear that year. He did. Where, like... Uh, in 2000, up until 2000, you know, Rock was really just known for the shtick, right? But then mm-hmm. I thought when he returned in 01 and he was leaner, he had gotten, as John Cena said, the liposuction on your boobies. And um, <laughs> just uh, see, does y'all, y'all like this? <laughs> y'all bro, like that? And y'all be a... making fun of me for liking Seth? Y'all like that? Bro, they, <laughs> but they had a. When they had their feud, they had a corny off. It was like, who could be more corny? Yo, they, it, was like, a, it, was a, it was a feud. But, like, the way Rock came back leaner, and then all of a sudden he just had this new athletic gear that mm-hmm. he didn't seem to – he had just this – I don't know. It was like this fifth gear that he could, like, shift into that all of a sudden uh, we were seeing him get in there with the guys like Kurt Angle, guys like mm-hmm. – uh, He used to have a matchup with Jericho. He used mm-hmm. to have a matchup with Eddie Guerrero. Like, that yeah. match that everybody talked about with Eddie Guerrero, like, that's one of Brock's kind of best athletic performances. He has one of the but best the- spear sell from Rhino, too. He started messing around with Rhino, and people loved the way he would take the spear and all the stuff that the, came the with best that The stunner sell in the business. Yeah. He's, yeah. Nobody like sold the stunner like Rock. Mm-hmm. But, like, Brock Lesnar, Booker T, like, when he was starting to get in there and having these Love athletic showings, like, mm-hmm. that was where I think Rock started showing out and Agreed. having – uh, have showing something that he didn't necessarily have before. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess having and, better talent to work with, you know, because all the WCW and ECW guys came in, so it was just like, hey, let's see what he does with these excep- exceptionally talented wrestlers, and he fucking did it. So yeah, I mean, I, I always commend that time period for Austin too. Austin, yeah. are you kidding me? Austin, the mid card matches Austin was having in. Austin had a broken neck, and he took yeah. 10 German suplexes yeah. from Chris Benoit. So I, know, like, I was like, <laughs> the, the matches Austin was having from 1998 till 99 compared to the matches he was having when he came back in 2000 because all of a sudden he came back to this new roster. He came mm-hmm. back, and all of the WWE had made Kurt Angle a star. They signed Chris Benoit. They signed Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Chris Jericho was suddenly um, – he was moved up the card. And Austin went in there and was like, I want to work with all of these guys. And RVD. I want to work – and he's mm-hmm. like, and I want to work their types of matches. 
and Austin suddenly reminded us that he was still that guy. He was mm-hmm. he didn't just need to go in there and have some bullshit ass match with a couple of punches and a stunner. Like he's like, no, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna do a match with Chris Benoit where I take ten Germans duplexes. I'm gonna go in there and have a Kurt Angle type match at SummerSlam. I'm gonna go in there and, and work with Eddie Guerrero. I'm going to have Chris Jericho matches. And Austin reminded us that he was still Steve Austin. That, yep. that was a yeah. great time, dude. That was mm-hmm. uh, an amazing time. But as far as John Cena is concerned, uh, he came out this past Monday. He, he cut a promo. And in the promo, he made sure to kind of expectation set. Because people really wanted to have the match. <laughs> well, well, I, I like it. Being responsible. Because people, ha- well, yeah, people uh, wanted to see the match with Theory. Mm-hmm. Um I don't It'll know what happened why. to SummerSlam, probably. No, it won't. He's not wrestling SummerSlam. Like, that's, no, no. That was the expectation set. Was He came out there and was like, I don't know when y'all see me again. And he said, Not going to be in four weeks at the fucking <laughs> right. stadium show. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know when y'all are going to see me again. Uh, and like, uh, this was a one off. I think mm-hmm. people were under the impression that this was going to be longer, but they set no expectation to see Cena again. Not next week. Uh, the week after, I don't think you're seeing John Cena for a while. <laughs> off I do. Yeah. Not going to see that cup pop off at SummerSlam. He said, no. yeah, y'all soak it all in. I'm here right now. Like yeah. this. Enjoy I, this. But I don't know when I'm going to be back. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what that promo was supposed to be. I, I think that mm-hmm. was him kind of setting the expectation of, look, this is, this is a celebration of my career. Thank you. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be back. Came back with, listen. Big Hollywood money, bro. It, it pained me to admit this because I've one of the other things with, with Cena is I've never liked his merch. I've always thought his merch looked cheesy. It's always super colorful and like very kid-friendly. I've never liked it. So when he came back with the, the new like snapbacks that is clearly an homage to the Raiders caps, I was like, yo, that's kind of fire. I was like, I, I hate to admit this, but he might have a winner with this one. Cap wasn't too bad. I agree. I was bored uh, watching it, honestly. <laughs> I want to see uh, John Cena wrestle, dude. I don't give a fuck. I have there's 50 million John Cena promos to listen to. I don't need to listen to another one where he says all this. I don't care. Put this motherfucker in a match if you is. have him for 10 minutes. You got him for and 10 it, minutes. Use five of it for him to fucking find. I mean, that's only if he fight. wants to like actually bump like that. And I feel like he didn't come back well, to do that. He's like, I came back cut a promo. Yeah, and, not the bump. And, he could throw his uh, f you from. He and don't it, have to even go down even, with it. He didn't even do his rap voice uh, promo, man. He, he <laughs> nope. shortchanged you, man. He didn't get into his Marky Mark voice. Uh, nah, when... Uh, uh, as far as the Theory match is concerned, mm-hmm. I don't think Theory is there yet. I think no, if you neither. did Theory versus Cena right now, its closest equivalent is Cena versus Corbin from SummerSlam 2017, where Cena just kind of beat him and walked away. I feel like that... I feel like the best – that's not to say no. that I don't think Theory can get there. I think he can get to the level people want to see him at. But right now, I don't feel like Theory is above where Corbin was in 2017. Um, and Corbin had money in the bank. Like, that's not even to knock mm-hmm. where Corbin was. He had the money in the bank briefcase at the time. But um, <laughs> Corbin. Cor- <laughs> Corbin getting himself in trouble and then having to give up his briefcase. Mm. <laughs> but, okay. like, I, I don't feel like Theory is there yet. Um, I nah. think that the selfie probably shtick, losing tonight. Probably uh, the selfie stick is a little too. Uh, um, I don't know. It's not quite what 
the rapper's gimmick was for Cena. Like, the rapper gimmick was something that, like, you took that and they put it up against The Undertaker, and it worked, right? It was mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, this is a lore, this is a, a, an up-and-coming guy, but at the same time, we put him in there with Taker, and it, it people are buying it. Mm-hmm. Did it work, I, though? It did. I thought it did. I was at that, uh, um, like, it's funny. It's one of those things me and, and Cher Delaware have talked about doing, but uh, both me and her have uh, a lot of John Cena's raps memorized uh, from that time period, and we were going to do a John Cena rap off for his 20th anniversary. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know. Look that that uh, that John Cena versus um, Undertaker rap. I remember it vividly. Uh, every single line. Uh, and I'm not gonna do it uh, now. Mm-mm. One day, yeah. mm, but no, it yeah. did work mm. though. Cause uh, uh, I remember the final line was, uh, "I'm way better than dead man. He's just another sucker. He's beating John Cena. Use a stupid mother." <laughs> and then the crowd says, "Fucker!" And it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome back, John Cena, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, bro. Uh, <laughs> see you not yeah. ever again. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but it, it, it's hilarious. I I think one of the other things I appreciate about Punk is that he is he's white. He is like unapologi- mm-hmm. unapologetically white. He doesn't mm-hmm. try to do like this this like I I'm down, guys. Like no, mm-hmm. he's he's a white guy. Matter of fact, funny story. When I met him in person once, I unimpressively tried to dap him up, and he was so confused by it. He was like, "What?" And he was like, <laughs> "And so, like, we were like, this was for like a, this was like, this was like at a convention, and I took a picture with him afterwards, and um, I have that picture somewhere, but you could see me trying to hold in a laugh during the picture because um, he was like, I don't know what that is. I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Come out on, to but Bill. see again, that's why I like punk man. He's he is who he is. Good guy." Uh, well, the next we have is the uh, Royal Rampage last night. Um, and I heard, uh, as far as this match was concerned, that this was um, a circumstantial creation that just happened to work out. And it seemed like this it. was also the second circumstantial creation that's worked out for AEW because I've always committed AEW for the, um, uh, ladder match. It's one of my favorite creations of theirs. And uh, I was told at the time that that match came from the fact that they, or not told at the time, I've been told recently that that match came from the fact that they wanted to do the Casino Battle Royale and didn't have 21 people because of COVID. And so uh, they were like, well, we only got seven people. Let's do a ladder match instead. And it worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was another case where uh, COVID kind of hit this dynamite taping really hard, this dynamite rampage taping. And so what do we do with all these people we have? Let's, the Royal uh, Rampage match, yeah. Let's put them in one big battle royal with the few people we have, and let's make it work. And it did. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought there were some cool stories told in it. I liked it better than... Do you the got, do you, but- do you think this uh, was more star-studded than the Battle Royal we just had for the number one contender for the interim title a couple weeks ago? I felt like this one felt more star-studded than that. I thought so. Because yeah. there was, like, Hangman, and, like, this one felt a little bit bigger than that one, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, I just think all around the concept worked better than the Casino Battle Royals have. Yeah. Because the Casino Battle Royals is kind of a con- convoluted concept. It's like mm-hmm. you, you got the, the different clubs, you got, mm-hmm. you got you, and you got a Joker. It's, it's kind of confusing. And so yeah. I feel like this was a lot smoother. It was more organized. Um, were there supposed was. to be a time limit or were they on Titan time for everybody coming out? They said one minute each person. They said okay. 60 seconds per person. Gotcha. Which, like... Yeah. Of course, that's why Max Caster, his whole entrance is a minute and a half. So, like, he finishes the entrance, he does the whole thing, and then the next person just comes right out because mm-hmm. already done. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, we – I thought there were some cool stories and interesting stories that came out of it because, uh, of course, um, Swerve and Keefley, they had a thing with Butcher and the Blade on Elevation a couple weeks ago, and uh, Butcher and the Blade eliminated Swerve. Uh, but to make sure that you're not supposed to be – fully this were booing him he eliminated orange cassidy mm-hmm. and i thought ooh, swerve and orange cassidy mm. i like I'm down for that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm and of course butcher and the blood eliminated swerve and then they were like well coming up this week we have that match so i paid attention to every elimination as like a okay this could lead setting to something. something up yeah yeah this is all setting yeah. something up each thing mm-hmm. and so i came away from this interested and yeah brody king's very i didn't see that coming at all uh and this could actually like yeah and there are things you can springboard off of that into you could springboard into moxley and malachi right like yep uh there there are things you can do with that so that's there's some interesting yeah. stuff there i'm excited for moxley's champ so mm-hmm. either way, yeah, it yeah. was fun concept yeah, yeah was, i liked it, it. good match, match. mm-hmm um, yeah, um, you could get into uh, House of Black versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club if you want yeah. to as well. Um, you could do like trios matches. I'd be interested in that. Definitely, yeah. It's a lot, a lot good to come out of this. But yeah, just like I said, I'm super excited for Moxley being champ because I know that's going to continue to be random defenses like this on dynamites and such. And I just am such a big fan of that that I love to see the world champion defending their title, not just on the big shows. So. Yeah, and hey, Van Twinblade said we got those humpers from last week. Well, I <laughs> tried to find them. Um, do me a favor and just send me directly what you said, and I will go ahead and read it on the show because <laughs> I, I I can't I can't find them. Um, it's only giving me five days worth. We're gonna have to redo one of those. Uh, uh, ask Grapsity. We tried to do it before, but I think it'd be better to bring it back now that there's more. Yeah, and I think things it, to talk think about. If we do it, we'll do it separately from the core Grapsity, just like a yeah. side show. Exactly. Um, the same way we release interviews and stuff. So that way we still mm-hmm. have the for show. Yes. And Jake Salazar says, uh, it was the same way with Undertaker, LOL, except nah, he's still overrated, more gimmick than wrestler. He's 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 very overrated to me. Yeah, it's a, it's went opposite for me for Undertaker. I was a big fan as a kid. Now I'm like, uh, suck it. Yeah, Undertaker <laughs> actually technically got me into wrestling, funny enough. Yeah. But he, he is, he's a bit overrated. Yeah. I think... Undertaker didn't become a great wrestler. Uh, that like him being a great wrestler is kind of like a hindsight thing. Um, but it's kind of like the same thing you were just talking about. He didn't get hot until like 2001 when all those you know when oh, he five, got a bunch, really, of, a bunch of talent to work with. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was trying to think of when the Kurt Angle match was, and that was in 2006. So actually, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh five <laughs> is really when yeah. people started looking to take her as like a wrestler, and it was really like. I, I, for a long time, he dread Undertaker matches. They used to be like, oh, yeah. this guy. Uh, he was like mm-hmm. really hated on the internet. And then somewhere, 
like I said, 05, there was a switch that kind of happened with him as a performer, and he started having, like, matches that were good. He <laughs> became MMA boy, that's why. Yeah, and He's then like, Actually, pretty much 05 yeah. on, he became kind of big match taker. Uh, you mean, but for you a mean long when time, they, were, they were lying and saying he had the best strikes in wrestling during that time? <laughs> Soup bones, baby. Yeah. Soup bones. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of, I have to give Natty her flowers. I didn't I didn't watch this segment on SmackDown, but her in the ring doing this, mm. hilarious, bro. Yeah. I've watched that gif thousands of times. I don't know why they, they why they chose Natty to be the one to cook Ronda like this, but they I'm didn't think it. she would, but Natty is Natty is in her bag. Yeah, right they were now. like maybe they they were like Ronda's gonna be able to get her shit off on Natty. No, Natty, she is Natty not. has been cooking her, bro. <laughs> cooking I, her. I, I wanna talk about one thing from SmackDown specifically. Okay. As somebody who kind of expected more for Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever you want to call him. Mm. Uh, so, of course, they've been building up Max Dupree debuting his male models mm-hmm. and what it was going to be. I don't believe this has any staying power simply because I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. I know when gimmicks <laughs> don't stick. That said, changing Mace and Mansoor to Massey and Mansois <laughs> is the funniest fucking shit. I laughed so hard mm-hmm. at Mansois. Mansois. Like, nope, he is Mansois going forward. I don't care if he goes back to Mansour. That man is Mansois. Mm-hmm. That name Mansois, is amazing. Man. Friend of the show, by the way. Yeah, I loved Mansois. I was so into that. Um, yeah, this gimmick has zero legs, but you guys are going to enjoy it while it's happening. No, yeah, and, you see and, how you say you guys? He was like, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, Masse, everybody's like, uh, hello, people online were like, this is a great. No, this shit's awful, you guys. I like that. No, I like what's going on. I, I, no, no, no. Not no like, Masse was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Mantua, I'm good. I'm down on those. Those are great. Uh, and fuck it. I am going to watch my first full WWE pay per view today. That it's yeah, money in the bank I'm should be a good it. show. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. you just just jinxed it. It's gonna be no. Nah, yeah, I think it'll be a good time. show. <laughs> I still to this day, and that's actually the next topic, uh, which yeah. is the money in the bank paper. Yeah, it's gonna be bank. my first. I'm watching Shorty it. What you, mm-hmm. money, what you so, think? So, um, look, I've been pretty open about the fact that I hate the bank. I think it's yep. the. Uh, You've said it on this thing. podcast many a times. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the worst thing WWE's come up with in uh, years. I think it was a great concept in the beginning uh, mm-hmm. because of the fact that, again, it was like you had all of these kind of uh, upper mid-card bordering on main event stars that you didn't have anything for at WrestleMania that year. And so, fuck it. Let's throw them all in one match. But yeah. we can't have anything over the Intercontinental title because they're all kind of above <coughs> it. Um, because Shelton was Intercontinental Champion in that match. So here's a concept. Yeah. Let's have them fight for a title shot at the world title. It's a great concept there. You gave it to Edge. Again, Mr. Money in the Bank. The idea that the slithering heel could cash in at any point and you never know when it will be was great. fantastic. Probably the, best, then, the best first guy to, to have mm-hmm. with the yeah. chase, for sure. Fantastic. Second year, did it again. The second year, it was RVD. Um, but RVD being the guy who uh, wasn't going to do that. Instead, he's like, I am cashing in, but I'm doing it on my turf. Uh, We're doing this at ECW in front of my fans. Love it. Great concept. Again, Mm -hmm. 
it, it, yeah. it, it was a, a different take on what we did the year before. Uh, and then the following year, of course, was circumstantial. Like, oh, shit, Mr. Kennedy, who hasn't got injured. Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> Kennedy. Kennedy. But then, like, Kennedy's injured, but also so is Undertaker. Uh, and so we got to take out Taker, but we don't have the guy who can cash in on him. So let's put it back on Edge. He's slithering heel. It works. Even the fourth year, I'll give it to them because the guy who had previously been the scumbag with got his comeuppance from CM Punk. And even the right. fifth year, I'll give it to you. Cm Punk then did what he did the year before, but used it back to turn back, heel. Baby. Okay, fine. I feel like Punk was the last time I truly loved it because mm-hmm. then at that point, then we had what Swagger next. Um, I'm doing this all from memory, but uh, you had Swagger next. That was a dud. Uh, eh? You had Kane who cashed it. Why did Kane need to yeah. cash in on Rey Mysterio the same that, night? The same night that yeah. didn't need to happen. Miz, I don't know. It's I, I thought Miz was this cash in was fun. Was fun. Yeah, I think I think he was a pretty. I, thought, like, I think he was he a good money in the bank winner. Yeah. Uh, again, by that point, I felt like okay, we've kind of gone to the well of guys just slithering their way in one too many times. Are, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you hate Money in the Bank? By the way, because that's how you lost the Quizomania Championship. Is that part <laughs> of the reason why you <laughs> like Money in the Bank? This feels a little bit personal. <laughs> no. I think that added to it, but like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, uh, okay, Miz is one where like that fit his character, so sure, yeah. uh, same mm-hmm. deal. But then who was after Miz? Uh, Brian was a total waste. That should. I hate it when they start the, the 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 cash in where they would do like sometimes they would come and cash in and they would let the guy be down and you could just go and pin him and then the next time someone would come in then you have to wait to the guy get they like yeah. kept changing all the right. things surrounding well, it too. But Brian sucked. Like that shouldn't have ever happened but no his uh, celebration after winning that title is iconic. his celebration of, yes of course come on, he bro. turn him heel. Yeah. yes but but it's but regardless it like that was one of those made a good thing out of shitty book yeah. but brian's yeah. money in the bank was trash and same with alberto del rio also trash Ugh. um yeah. and then Don't who was it. the year after that it was ziggler who i talked about earlier in the show and cena which they just did just to have a loss a uh, year after that was do damian Don't. sandow um was a waste of a cash in and Randy yeah. Orton again. Uh, are, yeah, <laughs> uh, Randy Orton, like probably shouldn't have happened uh, because I feel like you kind of neutered Orton um, in doing that. Uh, year after that was Rollins, and that Best was money at in the least cash in ever. That was at least the one that took it back to Edge and was kind of almost an homage to Edge in a way. And yes, he had one of the best cash ins of all time. One Rollins of. worked. Uh, but you're starting to see a pattern here. I feel like there's been more duds than good, right? Because Definitely. year after that. There have been more duds than good. Because mm-hmm. year after that was Seamus, dud. Uh, year, after, year after that was Ambrose, which I think was Ambrose really was good. great. Ambrose, Ambrose was good. Was but again, it's good. The only time a babyface winning it has been good is when it is a comeuppance on the heel who did it before. Like Punk worked because it was comeuppance on Edge. Ambrose thought, worked because it was come up. It's on Rollins. I I think Bailey is also one of my favorite cash ins because it was one of those where Bailey was due for a long time, and just having her cash in on Charlotte, who nobody wanted to see win, it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, what that was the year after that, right? Uh, so Charlotte... no, twenty seven. Wait, twenty seventeen. Uh, so really quick, twenty seventeen. So we'll say Corbin Dud, uh, Carmella. Yeah. 
Carmella, her cash in died. Um, again, Charlotte, but also Charlotte but cashed it, in on three times. <laughs> yeah, but again, that wanted to see Oscar's chain, but I feel like it worked out well for Carmella. Uh, but then the year after that was um, who was twenty eighteen. Um, the, I know the women's was Alexa Bliss and uh, Brian. Brian. Oh, God. Um, he fucking it was a disqualification. His cash in had a disqualification in it. Fucking done. Cash in was terrible. And by the Trash. way, I was at that money in the bank because it was, it was in Chicago. I wanted Kofi to win. <laughs> I wanted right. Kofi to win. Yeah. yeah. No, Braun dud. Um, and yeah, 2019 Brock dud. Um, and you didn't the, like boomboxing. Uh, like that was funny Brock. in itself, but like at the same time. What are we doing? Like he had literally just lost the title. And... He does not need this briefcase I, at all. I, I yeah, hated he did it not need I it. felt like he, Ali his... was going to win, and then he pushed Ali mm-hmm. off. I hated. Yeah, it. and then his cash in was basically to hold the title for a month to lose it back to Seth, and then to come and beat Kofi. All that shit sucked. Um, yeah, and, and, and Sammy was, was hotter fun. that year too. Like I thought Sammy should have won the briefcase that year. Mm-hmm. Like eh, and Bailey, like Bailey was a good Money in the Bank winner, but then after that, Otis, trash. Um, and uh, they didn't even give Oscar a chance with the briefcase, which I hated. Yeah, so that didn't I really mean, work out. It worked out last, for circumstances, I guess. Last year, Big E should have been way bigger. Didn't work out, and uh, good cash in. I, I thought it was a good cash in for what it was. It was, it was, it was clearly the Papa ratings, but I was happy with his win. But it's, I just, it's the I don't guy, like baby faces taking advantage of people. I don't like that. Um, like that to me, it, like RVD had the best one uh, from a babyface standpoint of like, I'm not gonna cheat you, but you're gonna do this on my turf. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it in 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 my city. Wasn't in my... wasn't wasn't Punk a babyface the first time he cashed in? Right, and and, yeah. and again, I feel like it hurt his reign overall because even though like the moment was good, he still looked like a weak champion, and that reign sucked. Uh, the reign did it, suck. Yeah, the rain did suck. Like the, I feel like anytime you set a baby face up to do that, you may give it them a, work out. a moment, but it doesn't work mm-hmm. out as a rain because people don't believe them as a champ. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to cap and say that it was still a good cash-in because it happened on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good cash-in. Yeah. And Nikki yeah. A.S.H. was uh, the other one. Shame on, shame on it. Nikki's, Nikki's great, by the way, and I hate what they're doing with Nikki. Um, yeah. so, so I have reason. So I went over every money in the bank winner. I have reason to not like this concept in that it hasn't worked out more than it has. The ones that have have been great, but there have been a lot of duds in the money. Haven't worked out more than it has. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like that's WWE in a nutshell, that they have a lot more L's than they do in W's and and, and a lot of comps. Like, look at at Hell in a Cell, for example. There are a lot more bad Hell in a Cell matches than there are good Hell in a Cell matches. I was going to say, break down the same thing for Royal Rumble winners. Like, for a while, it was to get people over, and then it just started to be an accolade. And it's like, as soon as it becomes an accolade and not like, this is to get this person over, that's when I fell out of it. You know what I mean? When yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, we want this person to have three wins. We want the numbers and shit. No. I want you to get someone over with this fucking match type, dude. So, so it, this it, card... It, it, it did get some people over. Um, so this I, card I, features uh, six matches. Okay. And this could work out. Um, yeah. But <laughs> a lot of the stuff we've... The problem is a lot of the stuff we've seen it's before. a lot of like, matches. Like Theory versus Bobby Lashley for this WWE United States Championship is something that's uh, unique. I think could be pretty Lashley good. Lashley better win that match, too. 
Um, I could see that. Uh, if... And this is the first time WWE's ever in the MGM Grand, right? Because that's like they've never. <laughs> that's always been WCW territory, right? Yeah, and that and then AEW mm-hmm. ran it before as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But the problem is everything else was booked this weekend because it's the UFC weekend. There's a fight. There's a boxing fight too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Theory and Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. United States Championship. Uh, for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Titles, we see the Usos defending their title against the street profits promo i feel like i've seen this match like 50 times just on tv so uh, we have it's gonna be a good match though just last year it's been a good match i thought promo last night was really good though um and i thought that was fire i've seen teams uh and that's what i want to see from those guys i thought it was very good um we have smackdown women's title ronda rousey versus natalia again it's um and don't want Uninspired by this match, but again, Natty, get your shit off, man. I appreciate yes. you. Um, Natty's cooking. Natty is cooking, cooking Ronda on Twitter, and getting these terrible segments off. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had when Natty cooked her last night, and then all of Ronda's response was like, "Oh, actually, my child's this age, not that age. You're my friend. You should know." I'm like, Ronda, what are nah, you? Nah, talking? Nah, cop and please. <laughs> cop and please. Cop and cop please. You losing, please. bro. Yeah, that Jeez, was that was the please. that was the equivalent of her saying, "Put on the beat." Like you know, yeah, you're no, done. for <laughs> you're put, done. A beat on. <laughs> put a beat on. Put a beat on. you didn't got cooked already. It's over. <laughs> the money in the bank women's ladder match. Uh, which we'll see Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, looking, Raquel looking Rodriguez, Oscar, um, Shotzi, and Be- Becky Lynch. Um, I think Let's Becky's winning. I think Becky's winning the, the women's Money in the Bank. I think that she, I think that she could do the most with a briefcase win. Um, I think her teasing Ronda for a while with that briefcase will be fun. I think she should win. I, I know uh, that's probably going to be unpopular, but I do think she should win. I do think, I you know, think she, she pointed out that she has every other accolade in WWE history. She's Accolades, a winner. told you guys. Yeah. When it becomes just about accolades, it's not, it's no good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Becky's going to win. And I think she should win, honestly. I think it needs to be somebody who can hold it for a while. And I, I mean, like it makes it sense it, if they're going to do Seth, Becky and Seth, they're both holding the, the briefcases. It, it's a story. So. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, and then we have for the Raw women's title, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. A match that we've seen so much that they literally teased us with it last year to piss us <laughs> off. Remember SummerSlam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I do have to give Carmella, Carmella her due, though. Because she tweeted something like, look, every time they change my my gimmick or make me change my character, put me in a bad spot, I, I've done well. And I'm like, she's right. And yeah, I, I agree. She she has a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say this, by the way. Uh so one, I like her new presentation. She has a fucking Titantron video. Who has Titantron her, videos? That's her so new great. Tron is awesome too. Yeah, it's awesome. See, the new yeah. theme is kind of dope too. I'm like, yo, all right. <laughs> yeah. Although I saw in the comments, nobody realizes what that's supposed to be a knockoff of, and that kind of bugs me because I was reading yeah. the theme, uh, I was reading the comments, and people were like, "Wow, this is kind of cool. It sounds really original." I'm like, no, this is a straight knockoff of Girls in the Hood. Um, yeah, like somebody is. was even like, "Hey, it kind of sounds like Boys in the Hood." I'm like, yeah, because it's trying to be yeah. Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. That's exactly what it is. It's just like her first theme was just was just uh, the Iggy Azalea joint, the fancy yeah. song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there's a little piece of me that is has saw this match so much that literally, yeah, last year at SummerSlam, they were like, "Hey, Bianca could face 
Carmella. And people groan because they're like, uh, we've seen this a million times. To put some heat on it, they have to put the women's match before this match. That's how you put heat on it. Put the women's briefcase match, then you have the, oh, they maybe cash in tonight. That's that's how you put it. What this this made me think uh, in the build for all of this is like, man, they sure could use Sasha Banks, man. They sure do miss (laughs) Sasha Banks in that company, man. At minimum, right? (laughs) They they are definitely missing her star power. Mm -hmm. This match, of course, was supposed to be... um, uh, was originally going to be Rhea Ripley. Um, That's right. Got injured uh, really badly. Um, mm. in yeah, that was that brutal. Match. Like she had to have braces after that, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, so of course it's circumstantial that it ended up being Carmella. And then That'll didn't probably work it, out. Sasha and Naomi had like some like some of their story played a part in this too, right? Like there was going to be something. No, that was going into the last pay per view. That was oh, the that last pay per view. Okay, okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Man. so who knows? Uh this I think it could end up um probably over delivering just because Bianca's as good yeah. as she is and is kinda Definitely. having the, the role of her she's on the role of her life. She's on um, it, yeah. 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 And probably not even the best run she'll have in her career. Uh, uh, honestly, I did think when Claudio did the spot where he did the lift and walked up the stairs, I was like, Bianca did it better. <laughs> Press slam walk up the stairs fucking lit. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and then in Money in the Bank ladder match, men's uh, Money in the Bank, we will Money see the Seth freaking Rollins, uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and Mad Ass Moss, Reg's favorite wrestler of all oh, time. Um, God, I'm not watching the show again. I forgot. I'm turning it <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Visionary is coming out of this match with the briefcase, bro. Visionaries winning this briefcase, buddy. Sorry, I, I know you. We've had this riddle conversation, and don't nobody want to see that, bro. Uh, Rollins, Rollins is winning the briefcase, man. <laughs> and Rollins is holding the briefcase till Cody comes back. Rollins, Rollins coming out and getting the crowd to sing with him his theme song every time when he teases doing the briefcase, and he doesn't. He turns around and walks backstage. Will be gold. If Rollins cashes in at SummerSlam, I don't want this at all. I, I, think that's I don't. But, but if see, he ca- if he holds it for a while, I want it. But if he's cashing in next, in a few weeks, I don't want it. I'm not but interested. see, this is a, this is a win win for me because uh, even if he does cash in at SummerSlam, because I've been saying for the longest, I think he's had a better run. He's had a better run over the last year than Roman. This will be vindication for me because if he is if if he's the first guy to pin Roman, oh my God! Just log off Twitter, everybody and that hates Rollins, because I'm gonna they, I'm gonna cook this. Like, have they specified if it's the it's for the universe for both belts or is it for? I feel like they, I feel like online. that's something they would like chicken shit their way out of, like right, the, exactly, like They're, last like, minute be like, we never said. Yeah, yeah. But like, but, I feel like that's a thing Paul Heyman as a character could do. Yeah. Where like, um, like Romans like because the match at SummerSlam, Roman Brock is uh, last man standing, mm-hmm. and so you could have both of them down or something like that, and then uh, just as they go to cash in, Paul's like, no, 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 it's only for one belt, it's only for right. one belt, and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and like protect this champion. That is, I, I kind of actually like that scenario you just <laughs> described. Listen, Seth Rollins comes down on the last man standing, they're both down. He's like, I'm in this match now, and I'm up, and they just count him. That's a that's a pretty good finish, actually. I like that. Yeah, I <laughs> that again, would be great. <laughs> this, again, this, like I said, I I don't want them to redo the. Cash oh my in. god, that's <laughs> a good. Isn't that isn't that a great finish? I'm like, yo, that's a great finish. 
Yeah, that's so, actually really good. No, and yeah. I mean, look, if they do that and he wins the universal title, because I've been saying the the end to this should be him winning the universal title and bringing it back to Raw where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Bring the jam belt back. Come on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It. Yeah, if that's where we're going with this, I'm fine with it. But again, I would take Rollins. Oh, it has for... three years since, because WWE used to do a thing where they would swap the belts every three years. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. like, what, it was 02, where they introduced the World Heavyweight and WWE title on the brands they were on, and then they swapped them in 05, then swapped them again in 08. Uh, and then when they had the, they introduced the belts in 2016, swapped them in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. Uh, uh, man, so hey, this proper. And you know what make, would make this even better? Uh, if he comes out to cash in, and he hits Roman with a cross with a crossroad, bro, <laughs> <laughs> he gets him with a crossroad. Yo, that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, so I want to read uh, these last few supers and humpers. Um, Jake Salazar says, since you brought him up, BSC did aside, Benoit was a top 10 technical wrestler. He's BSC always my did favorite a, growing up. It's not BSC did aside, though. That's I wouldn't call whoa, it BS. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, not, like, there's a bunch of situations where BS whoa. aside works, but not for Chris I, I, I don't think we could just take that and put that no, to a side. This isn't, no, this isn't no. a BS Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, he also said The Rock is coming nowhere near WWE <laughs> or accepting any calls with this Vince stuff going on. Yeah, no, on. Uh, Rock then blocked WWE's number. <laughs> he didn't number. block He just like, yo, quit calling here. <laughs> yo, y'all still got HBK at the at the performance center? Stop calling me, bro. <laughs> Ronan Mike Clip says, I would love to see Swerve versus Osprey. Mm-hmm. Also, how petty was that last-minute good old-fashioned battle royal <laughs> on SmackDown? That was pretty petty. That was, it, was that was that more petty than uh, Thunder Rosa coming down to save Tony with the belt? I was like, I was like Rosa. <laughs> what you, know, you think I'm about to run down there without my belt? Hell no! Like, yeah, that was hilarious. Shauna says Seth at WrestleMania 31 was the best cash in Come the on, heist man. of the, the century. Best. I was there. Trade I Park. liked it. Yeah, it was dope. Paul says, "Hope, uh, hey y'all, hope y'all are doing well." Uh, what did y'all think of the versus battle between Omarion and Mario? <laughs> Mario slaughtered that man, and it... yeah. Mario just cooked all them, and the Mar- rest was. It's chaos. probably the ver- worst verses I've ever seen. Uh, like I said, it, I lo- I love the. Cha- I want it to be chaotic like this. Like I don't but, want like everybody's nice and everybody's being. Oh, I look. No, I want there to be chaos. I want somebody to be eating watermelon on stage. I want. All kind of- <laughs> <laughs> I want all kind no, of it, it was on. it was classic for all of the all of the <laughs> chaos and the funny moments. Like, yeah. Uh, the funniest moment of it to me is again Jeremiah coming out and sounding horrible, and <laughs> Mario in the background like, "Yo, y'all sound crazy. <laughs> y'all sound crazy out here." Yo, that was great. They um, got the 03 class of R and B out of here, all in one swoop. <laughs> yeah, Ray J being Ray J. Um, no, it was it. It was a classic versus for all of the memes and everything. We all got for from the it. wrong reasons, for sure. But, not because yeah, great music. I already read that one. Uh. Let's see. We got uh, a Humper chat. That I'm he got to London on the track. <laughs> Yo, Mario also um, talking trash and doing like, it's me, and then hitting that, that drop. Oh, Mario. I was like, this is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Them R&B niggas are crazy, man. <laughs> you. Hey, R&B beef is the funniest beef to me. It's so funny, man. <laughs> Remember when Cisco and R. Kelly were beefing? It's so like... funny. 
like, y'all niggas do not to, what are y'all gonna do sing battle each other and they're like yes that's exactly what we're gonna do uh we got another humper chat blood and guts 2 was fantastic from start to finish tk should pay the full rights and name of war games since wwe uh, from WWE, since WWE's war games are super watered down and are not the traditional uh, Dusty Rhodes war games matches. Also, women's blood and guts win. Um, I would love to see a women's blood and guts, by the way. I know that there was a couple of women in AEW who wanted it this year. I was like, I uh, was, I know I've heard a story. I almost said something yeah, out loud that I probably I know, I know was that supposed was to say out loud. I know that there was some that wanted it. Um, and maybe the, the uh, just, I don't know what wasn't there for it yet. Um, I guess if you were to book that match now, uh, women's blood and guts, who would you put in it, Phil? Um, for AEW, for AEW, I mean, of course, I think you've got it. You've got to have a, a team going against Jay's team because she has a ready-made stable in the baddies. You could just add more baddies. Um, I mean, I know they don't have Red Velvet at the moment, but I don't they... know if I'm gonna put the baddies in a blood in a blood and guts match. Yeah, right now, I think being blood and guts, I would have that team led by Brit, to be honest. Just because that's the thing Brit's known for. Right. Brit versus Uh, Thunder. Brit, Team Brit versus Team Thunder, maybe? That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. Um, I I think you could easily do Team Brit versus the baddies, though, and set up to Brit versus uh, Jay somewhere down the line off of that. I think it's just like somebody's going to bleed, and nobody in the baddies are going to bleed. You can, you can. You can bring a baddie in specifically to bleed. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying that Jay, Jay would never allow herself to be no the way. One to do that. No. She would just throw one of her red shirts in yeah. there to get, get, get okay. <laughs> the red shirts. Is so great. No, I would have done because yeah, I, I would have done maybe Team Brit with obviously that would also include. Um, uh, Jamie Hater, Hater. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, that is a but, nasty comment. But, uh, Jamie Hater, <laughs> Nyla, I haven't seen it yet, but Jamie Hater, Nyla Rose. Uh, I turned the comments off. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nasty comment. I'm not reading that out loud. That's what, that's that's what crazy. I can just imagine. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to put together my women's blood and guts here. Ready? All right. Uh, Ruby. So we have Brit. Oh, easy. Um, Brit, Jamie Hater, Nyla Rose. Um, Serena Deeb mm-hmm. and Ty Conti. Those yep. are the five on one side. And then on the babyface side, you have Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, uh, Thunder Rosa, Karushita, and Chris Statlander. Bam, you got women's blood and guts. That's it. It's made. And if she is not available, okay, because Athena's involved with Jade. So that's why I keep that picture separate. Uh, but even Chris is involved with Jade, so I don't know. There's there's ways you could do that. Put in Anna J in place of Chris Statlander. Then, um, either way, you had there was a match that could have been done, but I know it was something that they wanted. You can't um, have Anna versus Ty. I guess that's how you break them up, huh? Yeah, I mean they're not together anymore because Ty yeah. is part of the Jericho Ty, Appreciation Society. Ty's a heel. Yeah, yeah, Ty's a heel. So actually, if anything, you could play up the fact that they're on separate sides now. Mm-hmm. So nah, I think it was doable if they were gonna do it. They could have did uh, it. Right. Yeah, they could have done it. Um. Yeah, so. I do think this is my favorite blood and guts match so far. Yeah, yeah, this of is good. Yeah. I, I, Sammy's bump was. I like this his bump way Sammy's better than crazy. what they yeah. did. It was Jericho definitely bump. filmed way better. Um, and I know people were still giving him shit for using a, a crash pad, but like this is a much more believable crash pad. Yeah, no, this least, is way better. Because yeah. at least one, this one like had a practical use in that it was mm-hmm. uh, the 
the timekeeper's table that was just abnormally big for some reason. It's a little um, bit large. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, it was still tables. Like it, it was like one of those No Mercy video game tables. How they had yeah. the big, <laughs> the oh, big giant table. Nobody put Abaddon on their team. I feel like Abaddon would kill it in a blood gut. Oh yeah, match. I like that. Yeah, yeah, she could be on the uh, the hillside on Jamie's side. Uh, let's see. Jake says, uh, "Remember uh, how Gucci did Jeezy." <laughs> yeah, Gucci was wild. Was Gucci was. He did not care about He's nothing. Put your homie in the pack, bro. We smoking on Pookie Loke tonight. Man. All right. To close out the show, I posed the question to my two comrades here last night, and hopefully you did your homework because uh, it's July second. This is the first. Grab. Happy birthday to one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. The, it was Can- Canada Day the other day. Brett the Hitman Hart. It's his birthday today. The king of the sharpshooter. Shout out to Brett Hart. Hey, Shout man. out Brett and, Hart. And, and if you've learned anything from this episode, Brett was right. There you go. Facts. So, we're six months into the year. We will do this formally at the end of the year. But right now, where are you guys sitting? We'll start with male wrestler of the year. Um, right now, I kind of feel like it's Dax. Um, I feel like Dax has been on a crazy run this year um, of matches, like as a tag team and as a singles competitor. You know me, I've said it 500 times on this show, Wrestler of the Year. I've seen him do it on a whole bunch of wrestling shows, Speedball, Mike Bailey, far and away, because I've seen it with my own two eyes, him do this with a litany variety of opponents. I seen him do the match with Takeshita in West Coast Pro with my own eyes. One of people say that's one of the best matches of the year. He's done it with so many people. Lee Moriarty, uh, ACH. I could go down the list of how many amazing matches that Speedball Mike Bailey has done. Every show that he's on, his match is the hottest match of the show. On shows with tremendously talented people. I think the things that he's done has just really cemented him but also there's a lot going on like will osprey has been doing incredible things i think they need to both square off at the end of the year to really submit who's the guy but yeah i'm gonna go with speedball mike bailey right now just because i've seen just because it's a little bit of bias because i've seen a lot of the shit with my own eyes and it's just like it's hard to you know the structure of a wrestling show and everything that's going on to be the best match every time is crazy so it's hard to 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 take it away from that um I'm going to go with an answer that probably won't be true when we do this at the end of the year because mm-hmm. his mine isn't going to be true at the end of the year because <laughs> his year his year is over. Uh, but Cody Rhodes um, is mm. my wrestler of these first six months. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because his run essentially ends now, uh, anybody has a chance to top it. But, if we talk about impact, no one has made a bigger impact than what Cody has done. So Yeah, and yeah. I think he started the year strong. He came in with that ladder match with Sammy Guevara, but then he ended his year really strong with mm-hmm. the Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins. And the matches, the, the two matches prior with Seth Rollins were also both excellent. Um, mm-hmm. nah, I think it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, yep. I think he has come through and delivered hugely. I think by the end of the year, I'll probably end up changing that answer to John Moxley because I mm-hmm. think Moxley has just been consistent all year long and moxley has been fire too yeah Yeah, moxley has been fire and uh as long as he stays healthy till december and just keeps going at the rate he's going i think it'll end up being him but right now i'm sitting at cody just for the impact he's had what about women's wrestler um i said it a few days ago on twitter i think the things that tony storm has done she's not a champion 
but I think that every match that she's had in AEW has been fire. I think she's like a, a notch above most wrestlers in the company and i think the things that she does are incredible all of her matches have been super fire i love the intensity that she works i love the style that she works i love everything that she does my wrestler of the year right now is women's wrestlers tony storm honestly um i kind of think this is this is uh thunder rosa's year to be Mm -hmm. women's wrestler of the year i feel like it's been coming for a few years i've been watching her get better and better i feel like it's her year um, I can't believe women's wrestler we're all going with AEW answers, but to be fair, I'm going with mine just because I uh, watch that other shit. I would do, I would do anything that this person asked. And look, she started her year in January <laughs> by being on Grapsity, and therefore she already wins. And she brought the belt with her. Nah, it's Jade it's Cargo. Jade. It's, it's Cargo. definitely Jade. It's like it's like when I say somebody's the best. Like if I'm like this person's the best wrestler. Like Brian Danielson is that person. He's up there. This every time I mention another person, he's right under Brian Danielson. That's how I feel about Jade. Like Jade is the wrestler of the year. Anytime I say anything else is under her. You can't deny what Jade is. Nah, doing. Jade. Everything. Jade is she's Jade. It and she's so over. I she's cannot believe. Over. Yeah, I I can't believe like. I sat next to a dude at Forbidden Door who was like so mad that Jay Cargill wasn't on this show. And he's like, uh, it, he was being kind of an ass. And he's just like, oh, I don't want to see none of this Tony Storm or yeah, Thunder y'all, Rosa shit. And he was by like, by the way, yeah. Chicago, y'all did, y'all did Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa kind of wrong, man. Speak y'all did not get loud enough for them, man. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Y'all could have got louder for that. I did appreciate some people in the crowd that were getting loud. I did see the Mexican flag in the crowd for Rosa. I did see the the towel in the crowd for Tam Nakano as well, which was dope. Um, but no, y'all could have got louder for them. I didn't like that. Um, and yeah, uh, he said, "Boy, we just learned something about Will." When <laughs> did you see when Jay Cargill posted the? Uh, she said, "Let me step on you," and I was just like, "Okay, I don't make." Hey, by the way, at, at for Jay, she wasn't on the card. But did you guys see what she did this weekend? She threw out the first pitch for Southside Chicago White Sox. Let's go, baby! And they, they, and they said it's not Jade yet. She's still great. Look, man, her shit's delivering. Stop I don't give a fuck about stuff, none bro. of that. Like, I don't, I don't care about none of that. Like. Honestly, just the fact that she has such a star presence. I mean, like, okay, as far as, like, if we're talking performer, pro wrestler of the year, you know, I feel like um, Bianca. Bianca or Becky, like, we could really yeah. pick between or, the two. Or, 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 or um, Rosa. But, Rosa's been killing it. Rosa as far as like three rising, good pay-per-view matches in a row. But, like, as far as, like, rising star this year, it's been Jade Cargill. I mean, yeah, you know, the, Bianca and, uh, and Becky are – some things are just bigger than that shit and jade is just like like what she's doing and what she represents and where she's gonna go is so much bigger than everything that it's hard Mm to not say that she's the wrestler of the year you know what i mean yes yeah Uh, i i still think it's rosa though just because when you look at the pay-per-views in a row she's had the best match on two Mm -hmm. pay-per-views um she had the best match Mm -hmm. at battle of the belt and she's done it outside of aew too so shout out to and and, you know had that great cage match in her hometown where she won a title i think i think it's rose this year and it's uh like as jonas in the Mm -hmm. chat said you need to see the whole package just being popular isn't it i mean that's like 70 percent of pro wrestling though um is is winning over the crowd because i have said that like and that was part of the reason why i can't go back and watch any of the shit that took place during those pandemic months because uh to me 
having a crowd is like and especially a great crowd that's like into things like if yeah. a great match is taking place in front of a dead crowd that to me takes away so much of it the does match. take away it takes away so much of the match like if you get people into what you're doing mm -hmm. that is like 70 percent of wrestling to me right um so uh next question match of the year so far final question um i'm gonna go with uh ftr versus the briscoes from supercard of honor i think that's the match of the year far and away um I, it's I, honestly it's hard to disagree we were there live we watched it together it was it had all the great the three of us got to watch it together that was yeah, the, the first was, time we got the like best best live match i've seen it's hard to it's far. hard to think of anything beyond that just because all the elements were there and on top of like us having a great time watching it together this match was insane so it's like yo that uh, yeah, yeah, if if I want to give anything a runner up, it's probably Page versus Danielson too. Um, mm -hmm. but I I really think it's the Briscoes versus FDR. Yeah. Uh, Amazing match. I want to go back. <laughs> I there's a little bit of recency bias on this one. Um, but I was at both. And mm -hmm. I will say that the most fun I've had at a match was FTR versus Briscoes. But yeah. shout out to the match we mentioned earlier, Will Ospreay versus mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy. I feel like the atmosphere, yeah, has Ospreay had probably what could be considered better matches? Probably. But again, to me, a, a big part of pro wrestling is the atmosphere. And to have that many people that were just screaming their heads off and were into every aspect of the match um that made it for me there's so much good in orange cassidy versus will osprey will osprey hasn't had a crowd like that his whole year uh mm -hmm. and probably won't uh and so for that i feel I mean, like... they can barely speak up in japan so yeah you yeah know. i mean <laughs> yep i don't know eh. osprey osprey okada wrestle kingdom is still like one of my top matches of the year osprey and moxley from what was that was that in chicago too when do you say the right yeah that was Super fire. Look at you guys just getting all this shit and you're getting it all, <laughs> all the mega. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> Send well, me something. <laughs> we're supposed to find out where All Out is uh, in like what they said end of July. They said they're going to announce it. I think they said the 22nd yeah. is when come, that's going to get Come out. back into the city, Tony Khan. Don't go to Hoffman. Come into the city. Come into I mean, the, the Cow Palace is available, Tony Khan. I don't know. We have something over here. We could do it at a baseball stadium here. I don't know. What do you want from me? Help me. I mean, I know that like the wrestlers <laughs> are, have all been told they're traveling to Chicago. I think at this point, it's just where in Chicago. Uh, yeah. And I hope Chicago, too, for uh, Black Wrestlers Matter's sake, because they have a show coming Otherwise, that's going to be – like, if by this point they have to change all their like travel itinerary, it's going to suck. That's but I think all the wrestlers are, are aware that it's Chicago. It's just Shut a matter down. of where yeah, in the come, city. Come, come to Chicago. That way I can make travel plans to go to Grand Slam, and I don't have to make travel plans to go somewhere else. This is what I would say if I were booking this. If I had the opportunity to book um, – the United Center again. I would basically say like, it, like if the back to back, because I don't know what they're waiting on for the twenty second. I'd basically be like, look, what is the prognosis on CM Punk? If I know I have CM Punk back, book the United Center again. If I'm not sure, go somewhere else. Now that you say that out loud, that could be exactly what's going on. <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's wait and see. Wait a couple of weeks to see what Phil's gonna tell us, and then we'll move on from there. <laughs> Listen, if Phil's going to be there. We book in the United Center for sure. Listen, you're listening to Phil tell you right now. Phil's going to be there. <laughs> Come into the city, bro. Don't don't go to Hoffman Estates, man. Like don't do if it. They, if they could pull off <laughs> Punk coming back, 
Yes. And I feel like that's the one. Just book it at the United Center. What do they if do not- if Chicago Made Punk is not back, though, for the main event? Um, Hangman versus uh, Mox. Versus Mox. Yeah, yeah, is what I would for do. Sure. Um, um, yeah, I feel like that would be one of the best programs you could run. Mm-hmm. Hell, I wanted to see that anyway. But right. uh, but if you can't do Punk, then that's the way you that. do it. Listen, mm-hmm. hey, if if we get two straight two straight AEW pay per views at the United Center, forget it. Yeah, I mean, like I, said, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so that's uh, and finally, okay, one last question. Tag Spread the wealth, of, Tony Khan. Tag team of the year. FDR. It's FDR. It. He said my name at the presser. Huh? <laughs> young Bucks. I can't go against the Young Bucks, man. They're the greatest tag team of all time. Every match that they did, they did it. They just did one yesterday. Double springboard Meltzer driver. That's just a regular yo, light Wednesday yo, spot. Nick baby. Jackson chat is, just lit up. FTR. Nick Jackson's ridiculous, yeah. man. But young it, Bucks, it, baby. It's it's FTR. Uh, FTR no, it's is, totally FTR. I love the yeah. Young Bucks. My no, favorite F- tag FTR team of all time. Has, FTR found a different gear this year, and uh, I feel like FTR. Remember, there was talk of what if they go back to WWE? Remember, someone said that out of their Uh, well. Well, that was the thing. Was like um, FTR to me was riding off of a lot of their NXT success for a long time, and they've been in NXT since 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like this year, with the change in the music, with the change in the gear, with the logo, with the, the the they're just a more explosive team than they've ever been. Um, and this whole seven-star FTR stuff, all of it's just clicking now. Um, I feel like this FTR deserves all of it. I said before, I've said it on Twitter, I don't think FTR should have won the tag titles in 2020. I think there were mm-hmm. like three or four other teams in AEW that were ahead of them that should have won the titles before them. Um, mm-hmm. I think FTR today is the best tag team that, one, they've ever been, and two that's around today absolutely FTR. and uh, when people say best in the world i it usually isn't real like i'm the best in the world like maybe in your company but like this in this case like They're this tag team is the best tag team in the whole world ftr right yeah. now at this I, moment. And, and not just because of the grapsy stuff like yeah legit, no no no, no. yeah no, I, I even if they didn't say that, that like just yeah. these guys are on a different and with the added element of dax you know, doing incredible singles matches randomly to like these guys. This was their I, year. I'm they, gonna, and and I'm, they said, and, and I see in the chat, uh, yet not AEW champions. Like, that's the thing is the story. Kind of, yeah, is, and they're not even the champs. <laughs> but and the thing is, they shouldn't be. Like, right. I think that the story has been for them to build up to collecting all of these belts until we get to that last one. That's the one. I think, yeah, I think that's the one. I don't think it would have, I don't think they should be AEW tag team champion yet. I think now that they've got the IWGP, now that they have all of these belts that the Young Bucks are also known for holding, now you have a story to tell of all of these belts. The AAA tag team titles, Young Mm -hmm. Bucks have held. ROH tag team titles, Young Mm -hmm. Bucks have held. IWGP tag titles, Young Bucks. Mm -hmm. And the AEW tag titles. You put all four belts on the line. Four belts that now both teams are known for and like... A two out of three falls match. That's what I want to see. Two out of three falls. Oh my god! All four And if you did it at all out in Chicago, I, we're out of here. Just, I was just gonna say, if you don't have Punk at all out, I think that they should main event that show. That could be the main event right there. I, I yeah. feel like that's the, that's the time to main event the card with a tag team match. Mm-hmm. I agree. They're saying in the chat, by the way. They're like <laughs> Patrick said. 
FTR hasn't won the PWG tag titles. It's the one the Bucks are known for. <laughs> Yo, by the way, the Bucks wearing their old gear with the ROH and everything on the on the vest. Man, come on, man. Chef's kiss, baby. Doing doing it. doing that mm-hmm. back rake spot with uh with LP, which LP is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. He's one of the most legitimately funny wrestlers out there. And them, I I waited all match for last like do the back rake spot, do the back rake spot. And when it started, I was like, yes, yes. I'm always so happy to see when wrestlers are in the ring with Sting, and you just know they're having so much fun. That's what it felt like for LP in that match. Like I'm in here with Sting, man. I'm having oh, that, this is the best. That's the thing I was saying earlier, though. Sting was my favorite wrestler as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. If you me as a kid though, that a you're gonna see Sting wrestle a whole bunch uh, in your lifetime. But the majority of it is go- like in person. But the majority of the times you see it is going to be like in 2022. Yeah. You'd be like, what? <laughs> when the man is 63. <laughs> Are you and, sure? <laughs> and they're going to be the matches you enjoy the most. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. That doesn't mm-hmm. even make any sense. And he's going to do new jack spots. He's going to jump off stuff through tables. You'd be like, bro, yeah. what are you talking about? No, he's not. Man, <laughs> this, this, this was yes. my first time ever seeing Sting wrestle in person. And it was mm. at the United Center. Like, come on, man. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I've now seen Sting. I saw him last year at Double or Nothing. I saw him uh, at Revolution this year. I saw him at Grand Slam last year. Uh, for whatever reason, I keep getting these Sting matches. And now I've seen him at Forbidden Door. It's great. I got a lot of pictures of Sting like on my phone. Uh, but hey, guys, um, this was Grapsity, an extended Super-sized edition, edition of, of Grapsity today. I wanted to make sure we got this year-end stuff, or not year-end, but I guess halfway through the year stuff out because we're here. This is a good to evaluate it. Let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know uh, in the comments below. What? Who is your wrestler of the year so far halfway through? Um, who is your female wrestler of the year? So male, female. Um, tag team and match of the year so far. What have you got? We're going to do this formally. We'll do a big Grap City Awards deal uh, at the end of the year. Um, and, but until then. And it's five. I'm doing BW 500 is starting. I'm starting. I'm going to announce the number one person right here on Grap City when it is happening. So there's a lot of cool things that are going to be happening this year. I'm so excited. Yeah. We should get them on, yeah. whoever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They yeah. not could not be a him. You said him. It could be a her. You know, I said like, um, I like apostrophe. Oh, you said get, get um on. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get him on. Who, whoever. Don't be spoiling is. anything, okay? Especially because yeah, because last year. No, honestly, uh, I don't. I, there's like it's up in the air right now, so it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Could be anybody. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Yo, see. if you pick Sasha number one, we got to make that happen. I guess. Yep. <laughs> Sasha, call us, Sasha. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get whoever it is. We we will do everything in our power to get whoever it is. Black Wrestling's 500, number one, right here on Grapsity. Speaking of which, folks, that's the of Grapsity. Oh, wait, I got one number chat. I don't want to miss this one. Um, Joseph Snurk. Um, Snurk. To get his picks in for uh, men, he said his male uh, is Dax Harwood. And... Uh, the female is Saya Kamitani. Um, Current white belt champion so, for stardom. That's a good pick. Um, Saya is killing it right now. There we have it, folks. That's it. <laughs> I'm glad I got Grapsody. to be here for an extended edition of Graps today because I have to take my kid to acting today. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, like, I, I know Will's going to run out of here sometime soon. Listen, Eric, uh, you got you to gotta wait. 
You, by the end of the year, I'll be able to make a firm case for for Seth for the rest of the year. I can't do it yet, um, <laughs> but you got you got to wait. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think you're gonna yes. have that. Like yeah. I said, <laughs> just just, just at the end of the year, my, let it marinate. I have to change. <laughs> my has to change for wrestler of the year unless somehow nobody has in the Cody had the first six months. Listen, um, if if he pins Roman, I might have I a case. Mean, I might have a the case. Guy, the guy pins the guy. That's going to be hard to fight, hard to argue. So, yeah. See you next time, folks. Have a great night. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.